Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. We back. Hey, here he is. I'm excited. I am too. Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, here, Christopher. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, it has. Uh, Not for y'all. No, because we are a weekly podcast. We are professionals, out. and we record ahead. You know, we've done a lot better at this. But I had to. I had to get out of town. I had to get out of Dodge and go right. down to the Arkansas. You to know, what? Eureka Springs. I haven't been to Arkansas in a while. How is it? Um, it's lovely. Is it? I yeah. really like that state. Eureka Springs is a super cool little town in the middle of the mountains. And um, it's really, it's like an artist colony. There's like artists and music and all kinds of things going on. Shopping. It's like a touristy town. This weekend was diversity weekend. Really? Yeah. Diversity. So it was like, I didn't go into town because I was doing other things, but they were having like their gay pride parades and oh, I all see. that stuff going on. And I see. It was packed, let me tell you. There was like a bajillion people there. Oh, really? Yeah. It was hmm. very, very crowded. So I didn't really go in to Eureka Springs. I stayed in, in Holiday Island. Holiday Island. Just right outside. So retirement. I've never heard of that. Retirement community right outside Eureka Springs. Because I've, I've heard of Eureka Springs a lot. But my grandparents, when my grandparents lived there, they lived like down by uh, Texarkana. Yeah, I don't know where that is. You don't know where Texarkana is? Is it by yeah, Texas? It is. is Arkansas it? and Louisiana. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's no, no, down no. There. This and is by, a... You know Hope? Have you heard of Hope, yeah. Arkansas? Isn't that so, where the Clintons are from? Yeah. So it's a little bit further south than Hope. Eureka Springs is like almost on the border of Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. it's up, Like up by like Branson. North. What's it take you to get there? Um, Like eight hours. Is it that long? Yeah. Takes a long time once you get off at Springfield because there's like no good roads. It's real curvy and okay mountainous. I've made it uh, to my grandparents in like ten before. Normally it'd be like eleven to eleven and a half. Yeah, it's probably like seven. But then by the time you stop, so yeah, that's 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 what I was doing. I didn't go anywhere. Um, Stayed home. Did the whole you know I have a job thing. uh, Baseball all the time. Snarf Talk T-ball team started today. We had super practice. It went well, I think. We have a very young team. Yeah, we had our first Snarf T-ball practice. Yeah, Snarf Ball. Is <laughs> I, I think that's what we're going to call it, right? It went very well. It did. I For such a young team, I think they listened very well. They We got they some real did. talent, folks. Yeah, I mean, dead ringer is what I would call it. Um, but that that was good. I'm glad to get the first one out of the way. Um, and I had to adjust it because of rain. No yeah. Really rain. I feel like worked so, out well for me though. Did it? Thir- well, yeah. Cause I left on Thursday. 
I would oh, have yeah, missed the practice Thursday. anyway. But I moved it up this week too, though, because Thursday's supposed to rain again. Right. And Wednesday's supposed to rain again. And I don't want to play inside. No. I want the kids outside. Yeah. Breathe the fresh air, get them tired. I like it. You know. So this is, what is it? Third week? This will be. Fourth week. Fourth week of Snarf Madness. Yeah. Number four. Four we, out of, what is there, six or seven uh, total? I don't know. You tell me, Christopher. No, um, there's three, four, four. This is six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Well, no, five, right? Well, I don't know how five. it works. Well, you kind of count the championship. That's true. So it is six. Yeah. Darn it. So we are on round four, four. everybody. Round four. I'm pretty excited about this. Everybody's very excited about this bracket challenge. Yeah. So fun. are we going to, do you want to score? Do you want to talk about the scores from the the third round of our uh, of our brackets that have been input? Oh, we can. Or do you want to give our round four selections? Let's I think do we, round four first. Uh, see, now I was going to say the exact opposite of you and say, <laughs> I say we score round three. Okay, let's do it. You think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, uh, for... This this round separated the pack it, a little bit. You know, it did, but mine was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, But right off the bat, we're I, just going to... I got some winners, folks, we're gonna and th- I, I got some losers, folks. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out, I'm gonna throw Heather under the bus right away. Yeah, that's like a freight train coming down the tracks. Gosh, I'm sorry, Heather, but you got a solid six. So we're ra- every pick you get three points this round. That's right. Uh, so as you can see, Heather got two correct out of eight. Okay, she got three correct out of my bracket. Okay. All right, there so. you go. So Heather got a six for me, uh, and then we go into Alex. He got 15. Ooh. That's five right. Five he got, out eight. He got 15 for me, too. Really? Okay. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. It was a three-way tie for mine uh, between Dude, Alex, and Maggie, and Zach. Oh, wow. And um, they all scored 15. Ooh. I've got... Uh, I don't have that. I've got... Uh, I've got a three-way tie for people that scored like in second place this round, and then one clear winner. So uh, I'll just Jason got nine. Um, so he was he, my he was my worst. Was he? He got six. He only got two right. Oh, see, that's Heather got six for me. Jason got nine, and then I've got Ian, Maggie, and Dude all have twelve. Okay, they all did. I mean, that's a good score. I'd Ian, that's, Ian, and Heather tied for tied with nine in second to last place for mine, and then Erica got twelve, and then the rest of the three. Um, tied. There are some more brackets, folks. We uh, we just don't we haven't been scoring them. So yeah. there's a couple more brackets that Erica. we're not we're not a Erica for me had a score of 18. Wow, she got six right, six out of eight. That's pretty good. That's a pretty solid score right there. Erica is a is a clear leader uh, in my bracket challenge because she had the highest score in. Uh, two out of the three rounds. I totaled them all up, and um, leading the pack on Chris's Snarf Madness bracket is Alex with 60. Wow. Very close is Erica, though, with 59. And then I have a three uh, tie between Dude and Maggie for 54. And then it goes down from there. Ian, 46, so he's definitely still in the running, Ian. Um, Jason with a 38, and Heather with a 35. 
I mean, technically, anybody could still win, but I would say yeah. Jason and Heather, not looking good. No, I didn't total them all up. I guess I should have. You should have told me that, that doesn't before matter. we went on air. Doesn't matter. But I've got a clear uh, winner right now, and that is Erica. Maybe we shouldn't be releasing scores. Keep the suspense a little more. Mm-hmm. Maybe keep so maybe suspense. this is the last one where we <laughs> divulge the scores because at this point it's really anybody's game. So. And and re- to be honest, you could be keeping track on your but own. But they don't regardless. know what the other people's that is true. brackets are. That is true. Uh, yeah, clear winner on my part at the moment, but it is very close with Erica and Ian. Ian and Erica are like neck and neck. Alex has got to be up there on yours Alex too. Is, yeah, Alex is definitely up there because he was the winner of round one uh, for me. But round two, he, t- he took kind of a hit. In round two, Erica, man, Erica in round two had 28 points. Alex only had 16. Ah. You know, that's a. But but remember, folks, we're hit. round four tonight. They're worth four points each. Yes. Round four could really bring you back. And the up. next round, there were six points each. So you, yeah. there was really, they're so close. All these scores are so close. For sure. Especially on mine between Alex and Erica and Dude. And Maggie and Ian, you guys are really all <laughs> and, close. Um, and all of the brackets are very close, as well. Except for Heather. I feel like that was like a Seinfeld thing. <laughs> I was doing the um, the prices right. Bum, oh, bum, ba, yeah, when you get it wrong, yeah, like on the pl- uh, plinko. Plinko is my favorite. Really? What about or, the no, the golf one? What about the mountain climber? Oh, darn. He's really good, too. <laughs> and they do, like, the... Do they do the mouse race or a horse race or something that goes around? Yeah, they track? do a horse race. It's, no, I thought it was mice. I don't know. They probably do that, too. <laughs> no, maybe it is horses. Let's get you Drew Carey in here. Drew. Yeah. Hey, Excuse me, actually, Drew. let's ask Mike, our producer. Mike, look up the mouse race and the horse race. We want to put it on the put it on the big screen. This is our, uh, <laughs> our producer. Yeah. We couldn't do this without him. Mr. Guys... Michael Sheedy over there in the corner. <laughs> Michael Sheedy. Where did that come from? That's who it is. Michael <laughs> oh, Sheedy. Oh, yeah. There he is. Oh, I see him. <laughs> okay. Uh, round four for us. It is. It's uh, go time, folks. It is go time. And I think I think we're kind of different here. I think we're kind of different. Well, in my top left bracket, I have Rogue One mm-hmm. versus Deadpool. And I also have Rogue One, but Logan. What a coincidence. I have Logan better than Deadpool, which we know if you've listened to the previous podcast. Which you should go back and listen to. Yeah, I would agree. So Rogue One versus Logan. Um, Dang. I love Logan a lot. It's a phenomenal movie. I love the rated R aspect. I love that it's the end of Logan. I talk about it every time. I think it's phenomenal. But Rogue One is a better movie. I picked Rogue One. Rogue One for Gerald. Yes. I have Rogue One versus Deadpool, like I said. <laughs> what a joke. And um, I don't know. It's a toughie. Really? Yeah, it's it a, really is. You haven't picked, right? No, I haven't picked. Okay, because I've already picked mine out, so yeah. it's not a surprise to me as to what I'm going right. to pick. I mean, I, I feel like uh, Deadpool is... Oh, come on. It's Rogue One. Okay. Let's, I was going to say. Let's give it up. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to pick ever. You've surprised me on multiple aspects of this I know, but bracket. I love Rogue One. Yeah. And we've talked about this movie a bajillion times. Yeah. It is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. 
which is yeah, kind of a it, that doesn't surprise me because I I've I've been battling back and forth on what is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's so hard to rank oh them because they're gosh. different, you know. Especially Rogue One is so different. They are than all the other ones. Really, it it feels like I don't know. I think it did a really balanced, really good balance of bringing in all the great aspects of Star Wars, but also advancing certain things forward. Yeah, I would agree. And I like, I mean, obviously the tie-in. Yeah, the tie-in's I, amazing. I don't know. I don't know if there's another Star Wars movie that you can have that tie-in, like you, that you get. Oh sure, that amount of tie-in because of the basis of the story. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. There, I'm sure you could. You think so? It's such a big universe. I mean, it's giant. There's lots of... I mean, you could do a similar thing with a whole Boba Fett movie. Oh, gosh, you're right. You know what I mean? The whole Mandalorian thing is going to start. That's a TV show. Pretty excited about that. When does that start? Whenever the Disney streaming app comes out. Oh, that's soon, right? And Like in the fall. They haven't released the date yet. Oh, it'll probably be this year. Okay, next bracket. I had uh, Captain America Civil War versus... Game of, I was going to say Game of Thrones. Game Guardians, of Thrones. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that what you had? Okay, so yeah. you you had a Lego movie beating, or Civil War beating Lego movie, huh? Of course. See, I didn't have Civil War. I oh, had I Action Tomorrow, so. I have Lego movie versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. So uh, you go with yours, because wow. yours is going to be a real difficult one, I feel like. It is a real... It, at first, that's a real difficult one. But now, now let I, me give you a little bit of podcast history because yeah. we did our top ten Marvel movies, uh-huh. right? We did. And Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, was not in your top ten. I don't believe. Yeah, it was. I don't think so. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent, it was. It was. Yes. Okay. Scratch all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it absolutely was. Okay, so um, both Guardians of the Galaxy were in my top. And 10. it doesn't matter. Like we've said before, we change our minds. We move stuff around. Sure. It's it's not we're not perfect. Okay, I'm as close as you could get probably if you look, especially you know physique wise if you look at me. <laughs> but okay, so I had Civil War versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I mean Civil War. I I said it before is like a is like a perfect meld of all of the Marvel superheroes. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy was like a groundbreaking thing it's you're, so you're taking different. Comp- two different um genres of comic book movies yeah what i love now is that comic book movies themselves has become a genre it is so it, there's time. there and there's a variety now because because yeah. of things like um avengers and deadpool and logan and movies like this that were groundbreaking yeah within that genre um, it's allowed it to be its own category now. That isn't going anywhere. It is, and I think uh, Guardians and those, of the Galaxy yeah, those is are even two... different. It's so much different. Well, than what that's Civil what I mean. Is. In yeah. the genre of comic book movies, you have a kind of flashy team up movie. Yep. You know, a um, bring all the heroes together, a little bit of fun. You know, interjected in it. Also, a phenomenal villain that I really enjoyed. I, oh, yeah. I recently saw a list. That was ranking the villains in the Marvel universe. Okay, and they had, uh, they had, was it? What's his name now? Zemo, right? Yeah, Baron von Zemo. Yeah, they. Well, I don't know what it is in the movie, but I'm sure they don't call him Baron von Zemo or Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Yeah, that's right, Baron Zemo, isn't it? I'll have to look it up. 
boy. I don't know, but they have him like way up on the list. I disagree with I, that. Yeah, I highly. The disagree. reason I love that character is because his motivations were so simple. It was just like revenge. Yep, that's all it is. And like the knowledge that I'm not able to do this, so I need to get them to fight, get against, go against each other. But in any case, so you have that style movie versus Guardians of the Galaxy, which is kind of more of a sci-fi romp in the vein of the Star Wars universe as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is. It's way it's way more sci-fi, but it's so fun. Everything about it is so fun, and it brings characters to life that you've never seen before. And most people never even heard of Guardians of the Galaxy prior to this movie, even though it was a comic book. And the comic book people that knew about it were like, what the hell are they doing? Well, what are they going to try to do with this? group of characters and they they brought it they brought it to life man and it's it's so good so i i do have i have guardians of the galaxy being civil war okay there you go yeah i was gonna say um there's another difference too because that first guardians of the galaxy was building a new world whereas civil war exists in an already built world yes that's a good point. And maybe that's one of the reasons. That's a very good point. Why Guardians of the Galaxy stands out so much because it is a whole new, a whole new world. Don't you dare close, close your, your eyes. eyes. <laughs> a new fantastic point of view. We've sang this probably two or three times now. We have? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I know you've sang it at least once. Upon a shooting star, <laughs> we've gone so far. But now we're only dreaming. Just because Disney owns all of this stuff doesn't mean you have to d- sing Disney songs. I'm just really excited about that a live action Aladdin movie. <laughs> I know. I want to see it a lot too. And I falsely said now that they've had another trailer out that it looked like it was a shot for shot remake. And I'm, you, you see more you see more footage now, and I don't think it is. But they they did take a lot of similar scenes and put them in there. Anyway, nobody cares about this. Everybody's in the bracket challenge. Bracket challenge. So you picked Guardians of the Galaxy. I did. I have Lego Movie versus Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Lego Movie. I think it's a great, wonderful movie. I love kids' movies that are enjoyable for adults. Of course. I like that it was groundbreaking. I like everything about it. But for me, that's not even close. It's Guardians of the Galaxy for sure. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in my top 10 movies of all time. Not comic book movies. Yeah, it's in the whole movies of all time. You need to... If you haven't listened to any of these guys, you need to go back and listen to them because they're pretty good. But you know what else is in my top 10 movies of all time? Rogue Um, One. Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, my next matchup oh, is going to be your... Rogue One versus Guardians of the Galaxy. So, guys, yeah. you need to tune in next week because it's going to get... I'm just going to be, like, punching myself in the face. Yes. My two different... <laughs> the, what do they call that? Like, the ego and the id? Uh, I don't know. You're you're talking way beyond me. Like you're psychology, super... you know? Yeah, I'm not a psychologist by any means. I am. I know. No, I know you are. That's why. I actually have a me. Bachelor of Science in psychology. I don't believe that. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, that's that's exactly what I am. Actually, it's not true. I graduated three hours short of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you had like a graphic design. No, nah, my arts. I majored in advertising. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> no, that's not because we did a lot of graphic design as an advertising uh, major. Oh, because I I could have sworn it was graphic design. Beside the point, <clears throat> my left brackets for my what is it called? The final four. Is it, it the final four? Not Yeah. Well, it will be. Next week yeah. will be Rogue One versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And yours will be the same. And it'll be exactly the same. Oh, man. That's yeah. crazy. So, 
top, next, top, top right. right. Yeah. I've got Thor versus Inception. God dang it, Jerry. I got Thor versus Inception too. You do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I didn't remember that. Um, all right. So I love Thor as a superhero because he's like super powerful. And he, I love the fact that in Avengers, like Infinity War, he really starts to realize, well, it starts in uh, in Hulk uh, uh, or Ragnarok. He starts to really come into like his power and realizing his power. In Infinity War, he starts to use it a lot more. Uh, Endgame, I do believe you're going to see how badass like Thor really is. Because Thor's like super badass. If you follow any of the comic books, Thor is freaking badass. I've not followed Thor in the comic books Jason all that a- much. L- check out Jason Aaron's uh, Thor. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Anyway. I, I don't. I couldn't. I honestly, I don't think I've ever read an individual Thor comic book. Really? Per se. I mean, I've seen him in the Avengers. My familiarity with Thor would be more in the animated movies and stuff like, and some of the cartoons. Oh. For his, for his, other than the Marvel movies, of course. So yeah, I'm not deep on the Thor character to be well, honest. Well, I I started uh, checking out Thor more because because of the movies. Um, they do a lot of cool things with that character. What it sounds like, you know, especially dude, in the last ten years. Yeah, Jason Aaron is the one who's done it. We saw him. Well, we didn't see him. He was there. We should have saw him. No, we did. We did see him. He was standing there. We just didn't go up to him at C2E2. Because we were shy. We were shy people. And there was a bunch of people standing around him. And I don't feel like milling around behind other people waiting to like say, Oh, hey, I didn't plan on buying any of your stuff. But, but we were milling around <laughs> smartly. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of my favorite expressions, by the way. Smartly? Milling around smartly. Is You've never that, heard like, that expression? That whole thing is an expression? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've never heard of this. Really? Milling around smartly. Yeah. No. Nope, never heard of it. That's not a thing. Um, we're gonna find out. It, Milling around smartly, yeah, it is a thing. It, it is, yeah. Golly. It's so difficult, guys, because I don't have my laptop with me today. Yeah, he doesn't. So he's over there clicking away on his so, big ass keyboard. I have like a Bluetooth keyboard to our big, big screen monitor on the wall, and I gotta like override Michael right. every time I do anything. Michael, stop it. Okay. Thor versus Inception. <laughs> um, again, I love Thor. The character is phenomenal. I love his, uh, him, but Inception is just beyond a Thor movie. So Thor movies like Thor, just oh, it's Thor Ragnarok. But either way, Inception is like a so much deeper movie than you can get in, even in Thor Ragnarok. It's a super fun movie. Uh, I love I love it in the world of or in the genre like you said of comic book movies, but Inception in the world of sci-fi movies is like they did something you've never seen before. Like nobody has ever seen a movie like Inception before Inception came out. Yeah, and really you haven't seen one since then. A lot of people say like, "Ooh, that's like Inception." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, or like tie other things into a Inception. So. That right there shows you that Inception did something nobody else has ever done, and you probably won't really see that style of movie again. Um, I guess I shouldn't say style, but that story. I mean, you're not going to see that story again. Right. Um, I, I loved everything about it, so I, I have Inception beating Thor Ragnarok. That literally blows my mind. Really? Yeah. I love the movie Inception. 
Yeah. Really love it. No, I, I, I was not expecting that. Literally love it. I think Inception. that's a bracket buster. It could be. Yeah, it really could be. I also have Thor Ragnarok versus Inception. Yeah, and I would love to see what you're going to pick right now. It's a difficult one. Everything you've said about Inception's 100% true. It's just wild, man. You don't yeah. see that kind of crap anywhere. And but this, the story itself is so new. The butt's coming, Jerry. Okay. Um, Let me get that butt. Until I got this list, I could completely forgotten about Inception as a movie. You know? Oh, really? You know, I maybe have seen it a couple times. I love it. I think it's great. Obviously, I have it in the... Elite Eight. But see, uh, to me, I feel like I've referenced, not necessarily referenced a specific line or or anything in, in from the movie Inception. I've just referenced Inception. I think pop culture references Inception a lot, and it yeah. will always. You hear about things being Inception-like, or yeah. there's lots of references back to that movie. However, um, for me... Just for me. Don't you feel like that's kind of a big deal? I think it's a better movie. Yes. I mean, I think it's a better movie. There's your probably. pick then, I guess. No, that's not my pick. Mm. Because I picked Thor Ragnarok. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I would love to hear it. Because that's what I do. Because <laughs> that's what you pick Thor Ragnarok <laughs> no. over everything. No, honestly, for me, I think Thor Ragnarok is a more entertaining movie. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's definitely going to be one that I watch more going forward. Yeah, it's I would not, agree. It's one I'm not going to forget about. But like, you specifically the way I have said Inception. rewatchability is not necessarily mean it's a better movie. It's part of a criteria. It is. Okay. So for me, more rewatchability, more humor, more well-rounded movie, maybe less intriguing, but more fun. And yeah. what are movies... If not supposed to be fun, Jerry. They are. You're right. Inception um, is a thinker, and that's another good thing about movies. But I have to go with Thor Ragnarok just because maybe okay. it's just fresher. I don't know. But I also like that it built itself in a world, and it couldn't exist without a whole world of movies before it. And then it was integral to the movies going forward. Yeah. So... For me, I'm going Thor Ragnarok all day. All day. Thor Ragnarok. That's well, right. I still went Inception, and I think it's better. So, I'm sorry. I, I, um, I'm going to... I can't really disagree with that. It's just I picked Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I get it. We're two different people. Yeah. You know, from two different worlds. Two sides of the same coin? Does that apply? Mm, no. <laughs> Not really. No, does it? I'm a completely different coin. <laughs> You're a different altogether. coin. Like I'm more of like a dime, and I'm a quarter. Yeah, yeah exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, it does something make sense. that's worth a lot more uh, objectively. Right. You're and just in reality. worth. You're just worth more. Yeah. I was just thinking like size wise. Like that's it. I was just literally thinking size wise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anywho. Next bracket, I have what is it? If you're a dime, I'm probably more like a silver dollar. Holy smokes. Like 10 times your value as a person. <laughs> I would not go that far. I mean, I would. I could tell you a quarter, 15 cents more than me. Oh, no, I'd, I'd go a silver dollar. Nah, I'd go. I'd definitely go maybe quarter. I'm a $100 bill. Y'all. Captain America, the first Avenger versus, oh, man, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And I have Looper. Versus Spider-Man. Wow, 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 guys. This is... Uh, 
Uh, this is not good. I, I see what I picked here. But you're having second thoughts. I'm not. No, the more I look at it, I just, it is a very good matchup. Boy, do I love uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. It's like, it holds this. And in the beginning, if you look, it's a number 12. Yeah. Well, that's a 12 and, seed. That's ridiculous. I mean, uh, Spider-Man, oh, is a number two seed. Okay. Well, the seeds are so dumb, so I don't want to hear about seeds. It is dumb. Um, okay. Well, Captain America versus Spider-Man. I went Spider-Man. Okay. Uh it's I wholeheartedly agree with your decision there. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's on a different level. It it is. It is on a completely different level. It's animated, obviously, compared to live action, but um Captain America started everything off. It's such it, it's a good movie in that aspect. Uh but into the Spider Verse, man, that just set a whole new tone. Like it literally I feel like it put the Marvel universe in a whole different, like like a whole different level. Yeah, it put everything in a whole different level of what you could make in a movie or what a superhero or comic book movie could be. Yeah, and you ain't gonna change that. Um, so definitely, yeah. I mean, that's you ain't gonna get any better than that anytime soon. I don't think. If they do, holy smokes! I just I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> like I don't know how. How I can sustain well, they, this. they tease Spider-Man 2099. Oh, yeah, they do. Which is one of my favorites. And it's, I mean, maybe they maybe they will do it better, but I just don't see them doing Spider-Man, like any Spider-Man movie better than this one at the moment. Well, I rewatched, I bought Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse since our last podcast. Okay. And rewatched it. Um, I have Spider-Man versus Looper, by the way. A more difficult decision since Looper's a better movie than Captain America, the That's first Avenger. That is Objectively silly. and realistically. See, this is where it really brings you down from a silver dollar to a quarter. Right there. That brought you down. Well, Your I worth dropped but, terrible. Um, I'm also going Spider-Man here because I think Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Well, okay. So, for your average moviegoer... Um, I would say, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to go with Looper just because it's not animated. No, a lot of people wouldn't have gotten Looper this close. Well, okay. Insert other movie that here. Okay. You know, a better one like Captain America. Sure. Oh, okay. I think most people would look at that and say, Hey, it's an animated movie. They probably wouldn't even give it a chance to begin with. But then even if they did, they'd have a hard time getting that out of their mind. So, I could see where people would go the other direction, but those people are wrong because Spider-Man's the shit into the Spider-Verse he is, is awesome. He's Upon awesome. Upon rewatching that movie, it was even better than the first time I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I will rewatch that movie again this week. Oh, yeah. And probably about 20 other times this month. <laughs> that's that's a lot. And how amazing is the end? What does he oh, say? What does he say when he's jumping off the buildings at the end and he's like, we we're all Spider Man. We can all we can all be Spider Man. Spider Man. We can all uh, it's something it's behind line. the mask. It's like we can all be yeah Spider Man behind the mask or something like that. Is that he, he that, that very end of the movie when he is finally like jumping around, flipping around town. He has yeah. that line. Yep, you're just like so amped up. You're just like yeah. Yes. No. When he's doing it on his own, and then I mean, just some of the imagery when he's like when he is flipping off of the the buildings and. 
It's just amazing. The imagery in, in total, but all the characters too. I love Spider Gwen, one of oh, my yeah. favorite Spider characters Gwen's in the favorite. comic books. Spider Gwen Seton Tut. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like to call her. If we had a girl instead of a boy for our last child, I wanted to name the child Gwen. Yeah. After Spider Gwen. But I couldn't because... Because you had a boy. Well, A, because of a boy, <laughs> but uh, because the name was stolen. It was already taken It from was you. taken. Yeah, that sucks. Well, oh well. Mr. David Liam Neeson Seedentop. <laughs> he is a Liam Neeson he if I've ever seen name. one in my life. Oh, wait. wait. Liam Neeson didn't take anything. He w- he had something taken, taken from, from him. him. So I'm Liam Neeson. You would have been... Yeah, you would have been the Neeson. I... That could be a Liam Neeson. He's super racist too, I guess. No, right? come on, come on. <laughs> That's what everyone's We're not saying. Into that you don't want to get into the race wars. So I picked Spider Man. So I got <laughs> Thor Ragnarok versus Spider Man in the final four. So I got Rogue One, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, and Spider Man. I've got Rogue wow, One. What Gar- a bracket! Yeah, there. Rogue One, Guardians of the Galaxy, Inception, Spider Man. Hmm, one of those things is not like the other, Gerald. <laughs> it's not, and we don't need to be the I, same, Christopher. Well, that's fine. So tune in next week, guys, for the final four. Yeah, final four. We're going to find out one. our championship picks yep. next week. Next week. I'm excited. So am I, because I, I don't know. I don't that, think you're going to. I don't I, think you're going to believe guys, what I pick. I have Rogue One versus Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. So do you? I know. That's I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I it makes my heart hurt to have to make that decision right now. The whole thing what I was gonna do is I was gonna get two raccoons. I was gonna put Guardians of the Galaxy taped on one back and Rogue One taped Rocket on the raccoons? other. Rocket raccoons? Yep. And I was gonna have them fight each other. That's I was amazing. gonna get them really mad and have them fight each other in like a plastic uh tub or of some sort, like a you know, one of them uh like a Rubbermaid? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, like a Rubbermaid. You and might need to put them in a Rubbermaid and shake it around. Like a horse trough, maybe a better we'll, venue. Whichever one comes out living. That's your pick. That's my pick. It's kind of like the Puppy Bowl, you know? <laughs> it's kind of like the Puppy Bowl. Yeah, yeah. except we're at two raccoons fighting. <laughs> to the death and less yeah. cute puppies. Yeah, but raccoons like are Like tripping cute. over footballs. Yeah, is that what they do? I don't I've never watched I just the know that bowl. they have puppies and they fight over... Bones. So, guys, final four championship picks will be next week. Alex is in first place in my bracket. Erica I, is definitely in first in mine. So, because we're like the but same. But Al- Erica and Alex are neck and neck. Who knows? Ian's Who knows? up there though too. Don't don't be uh, throwing shade on Ian because he's up there. And dude, he's up there. And uh, he's not I up got there. A lot of people mine. up there, I'm sorry. except for Heather. Sorry, dude, you're not up there in mine. Poor Heather. And, yeah, Heather, come on. I mean, you were supposed to match us. Sad walking away music. <laughs> I don't know what he said. Oh, like uh, from The Incredible Hulk? Okay, go But ahead. the TV show? It's like, do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do. And he's walking away, and he's like got his thumb out because he's hitchhiking. Oh. You've never watched The Incredible Hulk? I have a lot. I just don't remember the music to him sad walking away. Uh, well, look it up on YouTube. I would love to insert it into it right now, but I think that would be illegal. Probably. <sighs> but we've got that We've got that one guy on retainer, remember? Yeah, maybe we should. That back alley lawyer? Should we? Ins- oh, I can't. I don't have my computer with me. In any case. If Glenn Lerner's the lawyer for you, call 866-2222. <laughs> That's our 
That's our lawyer and retainer. Yeah. That's free advertisement for Glenn Lerner. I'll take some money. Yes. Thank you. Cha-ching. That's why. Speaking of money, did you get us a sponsor yet? No, I haven't. Comixology never got back to me. We also have an interview coming up. we That's got a guy crap. we're going to interview who has written a series of sci-fi books. He has. We have to get, I have to get back to him. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, we're not putting you off. We just have to finish this bracket stuff. And we also would like to be able to read. Yeah, some we're going to need books. to read your book. Uh, it looks good. So we'll get we'll get we'll get back to you. Yep, that's going to happen soon. We've got him, and then there's another guy that needed a. There's another comic writer that we have not forgotten about with the wrestle. Oh uh, no, no! Well, he didn't want an interview. No, it was the guy who's got uh, villains seeking heroes. Yeah, but we need to do a review of the rest. Yeah, we got to do. We got Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that needs to be added. The, yeah, villain-seeking hero guy. But now... Yeah, we're good. We'll get it. Gerald. But now I Leopold, got... Leopold. Snyder. Archibald. The fifth... Esquire. Esquire. Mm-hmm. What's the news? I've got some. Um, there... I've got... It's going to be a little bit of a mix of what you're watching and news put together. Okay. Because I've watched some things that, I've, that have, have been newsworthy. Which is including trailers. Okay, perfect. A lot of trailers have come out. A lot of stuff. Have you happening. noticed this? Yeah, I have. It's trailer season. Um, it really is. So, I, I'm going to start off with our favorite type of news, and that has to deal with Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor think, old Suicide oh, Squad. Oh gosh, it's like every week Suicide Squad has a new like news article and I don't know why. Why are people still talking about this? Why do I talk about this? I don't know. But I do because it's so ridiculous. So turns out when I talked about Idris Elba playing Deadshot, right? Um he was taking over Will Smith's role. Uh it's that's not happening. That's it, not happening. Well Idris Elba's in the movie. He's just playing a completely different character and they got rid of Deadshot. What? Yeah. Deadshot's What's the character? Not even they didn't. They have never released it yet. But it's still James Gunn. James Gunn's doing it. They got rid of Deadshot though. Why would you get rid of Deadshot? There's he a was bunch the of best. characters they can use. But he was the best character in the well, movie. Maybe they're going to make give him his own movie because he better. should have his own movie. Well, they better now because or he should just be in a Batman movie because he's a perfect Batman villain. Mm. Yeah, that's true but too. Deathstroke would be a good Batman villain too. But they're not going to put. Deadshot in in the Batman, the one that's being, maybe they will. Um, I don't think so, because it's like more of a detectivey movie, and I feel like you'd have to have too too many like fights with Deadshot. You can totally have a detective story based around an assassin. They do it well, in the yeah, Arkham games with Deadshot. True. Yeah, you're right. And you got to go around. They remember you got to go around town and find his bullet paths and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. In Arkham, I think Arkham City. Arkham City. Yes, it was. That was the second game, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, either way, Deadshot's not in the movie. Idris Elba's playing a completely different character. and Oh, I hope he's playing Amanda Waller. (laughs) (laughs) You caught me off guard with that. Like, wait a minute. Uh, I don't think he will. He is a good actor, but I don't think he could be a good actress. Yeah, he's okay. He's a good actor. Don't don't say that. He's He's very good. He's okay. He's good. He's He's British. Okay. He's British. He is. He's got nice teeth. Right. He's a, a right bit of British. Oh, what, what? <laughs> I like, that's my favorite what type of... What if I of... did the rest of the podcast in a British accent? Oh, oh. 
my gosh. You could do it. Okay. Oh, that wasn't good at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what was that? Sir oh. Gerald Leopold Snyder the Fifth. Well, that sounded like a the foghorn leghorn a little bit. It did kind of. And I'm just going to keep saying. I do declare. What? What? what I do what, declare. What? What? I loved Foghorn Leghorn. He should get a movie. I think he has live one. action movie. Oh, that's impossible. No, just feather a guy up. Tar and feather. Feather up a big old fat actor. Yeah. You know who could have done him good, I think, uh, or well? That sounded terrible. Done, done him good is uh, John Candy. John Candy is Foghorn Leghorn. He could have done it. Yeah. He, he, he could have. He could have. One of my favorite characters that John Candy ever did was Barf in Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Half Barf. man, half dog. But, I'm, but I'm my own Foghorn Leghorn is a bit of a southern aristocrat. He is a southern gentleman. And John uh, Candy had a bit of a high-pitched voice. He was Canadian. Canadian bacon. Yeah, he was Canadian. I know. A lot of... Uh, so I guess uh, John Goodman. John, John, John Goodman, Goodman would be a fantastic <laughs> boghorn leghorn, he if would. I do say so myself. He would. He's played a lot of Southern yeah. aristocrats I could like see that. him as a big chicken sitting on a porch drinking a mint julep. <laughs> yes. Betting on the ponies. What was the point? I don't remember any of the storylines that revolved around Foghorn Leghorn. I don't what was either. He, doing? he was chasing hens. Oh, was that what he was doing? I think that was literally it. Ooh. Yeah, he was kind of a chauvinist. <laughs> okay? Womanizer. Hananizer. He would have voted for Trump. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Getting a little political there. Yeah, it was. That was funny. I did that. Well, Mr. Snyder, how dare you, sir? How dare you? I do declare, Mr. Snyder. <laughs> That's funny. How did it get political from Foghorn Leghorn? That's fun. Just because I'm a southern gentleman. Well, put your beak away. All right. Let's get into another one. So this uh, trailer came out that I am very in. I'm very intrigued. Okay. I'm not necessarily like sold on it because I'm not a huge zombie guy. Oh. And it's a new type of zombie movie. You know they're remaking World War Z or making another one. Oh, they are. That's supposed to be closer to the book. I read the book. The book's great. The book is. The great. movie was pretty good. I, I literally never watched it because I knew it wasn't anything like the book. It isn't. Sorry to derail you. Go no, ahead. That's fine. Um, I'm Again, I'm not a huge zombie guy. I, I like it. I think it's fun. I, I've just been falling away from that lately. Uh, but this movie has quite the cast. It is called The Dead Don't Die. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the trailer, but that's the one with Bill Murray. and um... it's got. I'll, I'll read you the list. This isn't all of them, but this is the main ones. It's Adam Driver, Bill Murray. Chloe uh, Savine, Savini. I don't know who that is. You do if you saw her. Tilda Swinton, Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Selena Gomez. Nice. Plus more. Selena Gomez? Yeah. Like the Selena Gomez? The Selena Gomez. If I knew any of her songs, I would sing one right now so you knew it. Man, there's one song I know. It, her and the Biebs used to be real big together. You know, Justin Bieber. I'm oh, okay. fearing for okay. up on that. I thought that was Ariana Grande. Uh, her too, I think. But Selena Gomez was her, was the first main squeeze of the Biebs. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Now he's married. Did you I, know that? No. He is. I didn't know he's that. He's married to one of the Baldwin girls. Like 
Billy Baldwin's girl? Someone, one of the Baldwins. It's I don't know. It's got to be Steven's girl. No, I think it's Jesse's. Jesse's girl. Yeah, you caught it right away. Good job. I was trying to, I was tr- actually trying to work my way into that joke, but I couldn't, you were? Find, I couldn't find a way. I into led it. you into it. You're welcome. Yeah. There you I'll, go. I'll take your. Well, I 50 led you piece. into it actually. I'll take your half dollar. Uh, yeah, zombie movie. It looks really fun. I, Adam Driver looks. Is it? A com- I love is it a comedy. It. it is. It's a comedy with like Bill Murray and uh, Adam Driver are two cops. And, and Bill Murray played a zombie before. He did in Zombieland. He's going to be in the next Zombieland. It's confirmed. How? I don't know. Oh, his character. I'm super confirmed. excited about Zombieland too. I'm a big fan of Zombieland. Yeah, it looks really great. Uh, let's see. Oh. Well, the only other trailer I have um, is a ridiculous one. You had to have seen it. Mm, I don't know. You didn't? It's like the biggest trailer that dropped in the last week. Um, I don't know. What is it? Joker. Oh, no, I didn't see. Was there a trailer? I thought it was just, I have it on my list. I thought just the poster came out. No, no, no. A whole trailer came out. Like a two and a half minute trailer came out pause so our movie magic i just watched that trailer yeah and we're back um before you speak okay (laughs) before you speak so i i have been on record saying yeah i did not want this movie oh i'm I'm like the opposite i've been i've been because i've heard good things yeah and i know the people involved with that are good but I, the I've reason I have to say this now is because we we record most things we say now. Right. And I have to say, I was on record saying I did not want this movie. I didn't need a Joker. This is where I agreed with Mark Bernardin. So I'm really excited to see what Mark Bernardin says about this. I agreed with Bar- Mark Bernardin saying I didn't need a Joker uh, um, like origin story. But especially since there is really no Joker origin. Exactly. There really isn't. And this is what I was going to get into about this is that they're kind of taking in this trailer or in the movie, I think. I mean, from what I gather in a two and a half minute trailer, they're kind of taking the killing joke um, point of view, you know, by like this uh, downtrodden. Yeah. Down man. Yeah. Comedian that gets like. You know, in in the killing joke, like his parent, his family gets killed while he's like doing stand up, and then he comes home and everything's dead. Um, but in this movie, they he has an actual name. They've never given a name to Joker before in the comics. Like you don't know, know his actual name. Well, they do in the killing joke. He's no, gotta... they, no, they don't. Like in the killing joke, it says because I did a little research. It says in the killing joke, uh, it, he says sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. If I'm going to have a po- a past, I prefer it to be multiple choice. I could have sworn there was somewhere in something a it's name not, for the Joker. It's not canon if they do, but in this movie, his name's Arthur Fleck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going to say anything at all, I honestly believe that... They have given him on the show Gotham. They're doing Joker yes, now. This on the season. Show, on the show Gotham, And he has they a have name. given him a name, although... It's Jerome. They're right. not calling. Well, no, it's not. Okay, I haven't been following the show, but yeah. apparently Jerome was killed, and he had a twin brother who is now becoming the have Joker. You, have you seen like pictures of the? It's the crazy. Joker? Yeah. It is crazy. And they're still not officially calling him the Joker, though. Oh, okay. And their take on that was they don't they don't have the rights to do Joker on TV, even oh. though it's still produced by Warner Brothers. Okay, like they won't let them do that. 
So they're approaching the character as the Joker, and their explanation for that is the Joker is um, the spirit of chaos. Oh, so okay. he can have different That's iterations. Smart. That's really smart. But what I was going to say back to this trailer, um, Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's like basically gunning for another Oscar. Jack Napier is the Joker in the Batman movie. I know, but that's not canon to comic books is what I'm saying. Okay, right. Comic book-wise, they've never given a name to the Joker. In movies, sure. But it, they've never given a name to the Joker like okay. in, in any comic book. But in this movie, that's why I was saying it looks like they're playing it like the Killing Joke. But in the Killing Joke, they never actually did give him a name. Okay. But in this, they did. Right. And so, obviously, it's going to be a little bit different than that. But this isn't canon either. No, absolutely not. This is like an Elseworlds if, story. I hope that it is. I hope it is, though, in the movie world. I hope DC starts taking this approach. DC does a phenomenal job. Or let's DC has, like, characters that are so... Rich. Yeah, rich and deep, and like there is so much story there to a lot of these characters. Like Marvel has good characters. It's just not you can't take you can't really take Marvel characters and make a movie like this out of it, like a a deep, brooding like descent into madness. Like a whole this movie is that it is going to show you a descent from a guy that has looks a little bit troubled, but then has a slow descent into madness and how. That happens. Right. And it, he's going to be like, not necessarily a hero, but you'll probably kind of root He'll for him He'll be a sympathetic throughout. villain yeah. t- t- until the end when he's not sympathetic it just, anymore. I, it really makes me excited that this is happening. Yeah. And now looking at it, it's, um, it's amazing to me. So for people that don't know, DC has a concept called Elseworlds. And that allows them to take these characters and make one-off stories that don't exist in canon, but just exist. And they actually had a book called that. Uh, Say that again. I was reading. Sorry. (laughs) DC has a thing called Elseworlds where they can take characters and do one-off stories. Mm -hmm. And they actually had a book called that where they could make these types of stories. And and that seems to be what they're doing here. This won't be the joke. There won't be another movie where he's fighting Batman. Batman probably won't be in this movie. They right. might reference him. Maybe, unless DC goes a whole new way. Maybe. You don't know. Well, after watching that trailer, I mean, my reaction to that is it looks like a really cool and interesting movie. Um, it seems like they could have done this without it being the Joker. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't have to be the Joker it to be just, this movie. It could be a standalone something else. And maybe it should have. We'll find out. Mm, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. Though. I mean, if you take the whole Joker aspect out of it and just Joaquin Phoenix is playing a clown who descends in the madness, it looks like an amazing movie. Yeah. All right? It does. Where you kind of take a little bit of pause and like, okay, what are they doing with this whole Joker thing? Because you just don't know yet. Not that that's bad or right. good. I'm just and saying you, we don't know yet. If you look in the, if you watch in the trailer, there are certain scenes where you start to see guys wearing clown masks, yeah. like random people that are part of his gang. Right. Right. So you start to see how he becomes uh, like a crime boss, I guess it would be. Right. But I saw a really cool thing on, um, uh, it was just in the YouTube comics comments actually but a a person just said posted it said it just had nicholson uh ledger phoenix and it said uh oh it had uh 
it had what's his name in there too, but I kind of kicked him out because he's weird. Oh yeah, Jared his, Jared Leto. Leto. I don't even consider him a Joker. Um, it had Nicholson, Gangster, Ledger, the Mastermind, and Phoenix, the Comedian. But I feel like it's a good description of what each uh, Joker is in each one of those movies. But this is going to be neat. Forgot about Mark Hamill there. Well, he cartoon. I guess I think I guess we're talking about live action. Okay. Um, I'm really excited about this. I really do feel like Joaquin Phoenix can win an award for that. Yeah, just I, from I the trailer, it looks really interesting and cool. I'm on board. It's going to make all the money in October. Yeah, we're going to see it. It's you and I going to make so. all of the monies. You think so? Yes. I think it'll make a hell of a lot. Yeah. I. It, what gets me excited about it is that DC it's doesn't a very need to do character. Oh, for sure. DC doesn't need to do the big team up movies like they did with justice league and whatnot. I think because of the type of characters that they have in the, in the whole DC world, they need to do like singular good guy, bad guy movies that give you a lot of rich story. Yeah. You know, I think I, also, and we'll get into talking about this here in a little bit because they're finding the right formula of like, hey, let's make a $90 million movie. Yeah. Let's make a $60 million movie. Exactly. I guarantee you that movie didn't cost very uh, very much to make. It wasn't a $200 million. Under, under 100 for sure. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it, it's like indie-ish. It's an indie-ish yeah. type film. No, that's a, it, it, that's a very, very cool. I didn't, honestly, I missed it. I didn't know the trailer was out. I saw one of my on my list here for news was the poster came out. I didn't know that the trailer came out as well. So. Oh my gosh, you were yeah, I was you gone. were wrapped up with other things going on. I was but, in the Ozarks. Uh, I mean, yeah, you were doing something. The real world know. doesn't penetrate you the were Ozarks. Ozarkin. You're Eureka Springs people. Um, that's all I got for like uh, trailers and stuff. I've got a what's your watching? I got. Uh, I mean, there's a there was another Hellboy trailer that comes out next weekend. This weekend? Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, you know what already came out? Yeah. Shazam. Uh, yeah, I know. I and was, I haven't went and saw it yet. Um, that was on my list. Did you not have it on your list? I I I mean, I, no, I didn't really. Okay. Well, Shazam came out and Shazammed. Did it? I didn't look at this any of the. This is a perfect the... example of um that it had a ninety million dollar budget. Sounds like a lot of money, but when you compare that to every other Marvel movie, they're all over two hundred right. million. Yep. So they did that smart. They kept the budget low. I didn't realize it was that low of a budget for that movie for uh, Shazam. Yeah, and um, that is smart. It is making a lot of money, and it is opening got, weekend. What did it get? It. Uh, I just had that up. Opening weekend, it did fifty three million domestic, one hundred and fifty eight million worldwide wow. on a ninety million dollar budget. <laughs> Holy crap! They made it back basically it, in the United States almost. They're, they made over half of it, back. and they're calling it a, like a gigantic, gigantic success. And there are some people saying, "Wait a minute! It only did fifty six million or whatever, and Aquaman did seventy eight, or Wonder yeah, Woman but, did one hundred and six, or whatever it was." But it got made for less than half the money. Yeah. And Aquaman and Wonder Woman both made over a billion dollars in the end. Exactly. So 158, what I say, million dollars on opening weekend worldwide. That movie's going to make 600 million plus. Easy. I think it'll easily make that. I don't know if it'll break a billion, but... I don't think it'll break a billion either, but um, it's going to get real close. And on, like you said, on a $90 million budget... And you know what's helping it along? A 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Is that what the rating is? Holy cow. One of the highest rated superhero movies of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. It's It's supposedly very good. That gets me excited. So I will be seeing it this week and we will report back next week. When do you want to go see it? I will go any night this week. Okay. Well, I can't most nights, but (laughs) we could Friday. Cash wants to see it. Oh, so we can't go like without kids? All right. <laughs> yeah, I would bring Grady, though, too. Yeah, we can bring Cash and Grady. Go yeah, I think we should. That would be good. I, I really did want to see it, and I was hoping to see it last weekend, but there was no way um, for me to do that. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to be able to go Saturday either because I'm getting a chicken coop. That's chicken coop? Yeah. That's some news. Finally found a chicken you coop. Can use. I was going to build my own, and then I was going to get something for my dad, but... Then a lady up in Lockport had I the was, exact same, had the like the exact dimensions and da- exact like building that I wanted, and she's selling it super cheap. I was laughing because Amy put it on Facebook that you guys were looking for a chicken coop. Yeah, a while ago. And then yeah, like a while ago. But I was just laughing at the threads because people were were like, "Oh, they got a chicken coops here," and you're like, "Oh, we don't really want to spend anything on a chicken coop. We just." Like if anybody that had one, that wasn't they were, the case. No, no. Listen, listen. If anybody had one, they were getting rid of. Like, do you have one? And we'll come take it. Yeah. The, and then which, somebody's somebody put out there. I got one. It's wherever. And she's like, oh, that's too far away. Well, yeah. Then, but she made the joke on there. She's like, I guess I'm really just looking for a free chicken coop that somebody will bring to my house. Yeah. <laughs> which was the case because, like, before she posted that, I was like, I could probably just build one and it'd be a lot quicker. But then I started looking at like material cost i was like it's not worth I, it it's really not they have them at farm and fleet pretty reasonably but cheap. they're so small is they the are small that's true the small ones like i need i've got 15 chickens so i need a bigger place for 15 you got 15 chickens. chickens right now 12 actually where are they in my basement they're little chicks so yeah. you know i've got them in a big watering tub nice that i found in the barn well good luck with that yeah thanks i'm excited about them I love chickens. I had, chick- I had chickens growing up. I can't have chickens. My dog will go, go crazy. Yeah, he would destroy them. And even if they're in the chicken coop all the time, which they would be, he would just uh, stand in front of it and bark nonstop. Oh, really? Yeah, until he, I didn't know that. Until he finally fig- figured out a way to get inside. He would probably claw My it neighbor has too. chickens. My neighbor a quarter mile down the road, and he constantly is running down there. And oh, really? I didn't them. think uh, he mm-hmm. left the yard. Um, well, too much. He was when he found out about those chickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was an issue. And then he got sent to the dog pound. Oh no. Yeah. He got captured. He got captured. Went to jail. Yep. Did you have to bail him out? Yeah. It's or very did you leave expensive. him in there? No, it's very expensive. Oh, for real? Yeah. Like you have to pay money to get him out of there? Yeah. It's like 150 bucks. No, it's so much a day. Oh man. So you didn't leave him in. But you if you come get them at seven o'clock in the morning when they open, they charge you for the whole day. Oh. So we paid like two days worth it. Like, I don't know if it's like 50 or 75 bucks a day. I think it is. That sucks. Yeah. I did not know that. I never had my dogs get captured. Anyway, I got some more news. Okay, go for it. Um, I don't know if you have any more. Do you? I just got a couple of what you're watching. Okay. So Shazam, Hellboy, blah, blah, blah. I got that. Um, Jonathan Hickman is going to be doing X-Men. Okay. That's something that's very interesting to me. I don't really have more details on it. I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. looks um, pretty cool. They have the first covers out. Um, When did they release that information? um, I'm kind of upset that I didn't see that. Today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this is new then. Yeah. um, 
It launches in July. The covers are for House of X number one and Powers of X number one. And they got the covers out. Um, just they look really cool. Oh, I did see this cover. I did see this cover. Who's the guy on the front? The X guy. Uh, I don't know. But oh, looks... I don't know who that is either. Is it Cyclops? No. No, that's definitely not Cyclops. Um, I don't think. No, Cyclops is in the back there. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Oh, Charles Xavier. That's Charles Xavier. Really? Yep. That's kind of Wearing a, a giant X helmet over his head. Anyway, I really like Jonathan Hickman. Um, yeah. East of West is a phenomenal... Um... East of West, he did this one that was like Gods of Something... Oh, man, I used to read that book, and I really liked it, but I can't remember what it's called. Gods of something? No. It was like... Um, um, the Manhattan Project. Um, I mean, that's not the one I'm thinking of, Oh, but... Projects, Manhattan he did, Projects. He did do that one. I never read that one. I just one. pulled it up. Um, it has The Avengers, East of West, Fantastic Four, FF, uh, Infinity, The Manhattan Project, The New Avengers, The Nightly News, Secret Warriors, Secret Wars... That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But anyway, I like... Oh, God is Dead, I think it was called. Oh, really? Yeah. That doesn't have that listed. Yeah. It was an indie book that he did. Okay. That I I really enjoyed. I'm pretty sure it was him. But anyway, that looks cool. I like him, and I like X-Men, and I have not been reading X-Men for a long time. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited that it's a new take that I can get back into. They're doing a lot of... Like, if I read Keep Up on the comics news Mm -hmm. it seems like they're doing a lot of really cool x-men stuff i just haven't been following it apparently there's a new nightcrawler book that's really good is it i've heard about it uh who was writing that i can't remember somebody really famous um and speaking of comic books i plan on doing i skipped last weekend but i plan on doing like a weekend read that i'm going to post on instagram and facebook basically all of our social media i started it a couple weeks ago and uh, I'm going to give you guys like a weekly or a, a weekend read. And then I plan on coming out with every week, uh, like a kind of a weekly roundup of like good picks, like good comics you could pick up because every week new comics come out on Wednesday. So I'm going to pick a few comics that I see on that Wednesday uh, and tell you like, Hey, this looks like a good one. This one is a good one. This runs really good. Just a couple uh, like comic book picks that you guys might want to get into or might want to see right. from us. Cool. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Another interesting news that came out, um, Kevin Feige, the mm-hmm. head of Marvel. Yeah, big gay. Cinema, Marvel movies, has um, big said gay. the next five years of Marvel Cinematic Universe are fleshed out. Are going to be dog shit. And Is they will be revealed later this year. Oh, really? So... After Spider-Man Far From Home, it's basically starting from scratch. You know, I mean, they're going to do more Spider-Mans. They're going to do more Doctor Stranges. For sure, sure they've already said that. They're doing another Black Panther. But it's a new story arc. It's a whole new story arc of these characters. New story arc, yeah. The way you can think of it is that that's the way they do comic books a lot, is that you'll have one big story. And it ends, and then you get a new story arc. And yeah. with this, you can have the same characters in this world. They're obviously going to change because I, we know every. It's not a surprise. People are going to die in Endgame, you know. And obviously, it's not a surprise because people's contracts end. Right. So 
in the movie world, you know when someone's leaving the business or leaving that movie franchise. But a whole new story arc starts, and it's going to be the beginning of something wonderful. Yeah. I mean, you know it's going to be wonderful. If we've seen what they've done for the last how, how many years? 10 years? No, 14 years? Something like that with these movies. If anybody I can't out there thinks, what they're going to do now. how could they top this? They, they're, they're you don't understand to. how much story there is out there. Uh, the Infinity War story isn't even like the best. No, like story. No, it's not. But they they made it the comic books, and that's that's the cool part about all of this stuff is that they, like we've said before, they've taken so many guardi- like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was like an unknown comic book to most people, and they put it in the mainstream, yeah. you know, and made it something you love. If they can take that stuff and make it something you love, the the stuff that the comic book people love it's going to change the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what they can do with that as long as they don't F it up. I think, okay. So if you figure five years, you figure 10 movies, right? They're, they're releasing about two a year. Yeah. Roughly. Okay. Yeah. You, I know there's going to be another doctor strange. We know there's going to be another Spider-Man. We know there's going to be another captain of Marvel, black Panther. We know there's going to be a black Panther. There's probably going to be another Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So that's five. Do you think they'll do a Hawkeye? No, you don't I think, think they're they done do? with that character. You think so? But we're pretty sure they're getting a Black Widow movie. Yeah. They probably could do a Nick Fury movie. Well, they're doing a Black pa- or a, a Black Widow show, though. I don't know if oh, they okay. would do the movie. I thought they said they were going to do a movie, but it keeps coming in and out of development. Yeah, I would not no, be I'm, surprised if they did give in. I think they're doing a streaming show. Okay. For Black Widow, anyways. And then there's that leaves like three. So either new characters or they're going to do Secret Wars. You think so? I mean, we know that you know that they're going to start a whole new X Men run. How can they not do Secret War? Oh yeah, X Men. So they might be doing more than two movies a year because they have Wolverine that will yeah. come out in the next five years. Yeah. Um, a whole new X Men world is going to be put upon us. I hope they do a Storm. Yeah, like they a, could do a, a storm. standalone yeah. Storm. They movie. will. They'll put Storm in the next Black Panther movie, and then that that lady is nuts because they get married in the comic, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot so of good Storm stuff. stuff out there. There is, like... They haven't really done that character justice ever. No, they haven't. Holly Berry, give me a break. They haven't even come she's close. She's overrated. I mean, in the comics, that character is dynamite. Oh, my, she's, the, like, the most powerful character ever. Yeah. One of the most powerful in all of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You could do so much with that character. She's awesome. So, um, I don't know. They could do Secret Wars. They could do um, Avengers versus X-Men, which I don't think they'll... I think they're going to go away from the Avengers thing. Yeah. They're They're either going to be do You know, if there are Avengers, it'll be in the new Avengers or the West Coast Avengers or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think they'll take a break from from Hulk, and I think they'll take a break from Iron Man. I don't see a Hulk coming back anytime soon. I think they'll take a Captain America break. They've done a lot of Captain America. Hulk isn't going to get killed. I think Thor might be back for another movie. Oh, I forgot they're going to do, for sure, another Guardians movie. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. I, I think we'll get a lot of... I don't think we'll get a lot of new character stuff, probably. Not right off the bat, but, I mean, pretty quick we're going to get start getting new character stuff. Yeah. Because of the whole Fox merger yeah. thing. So, um... That's really all I got for the news. What you been watching, Jerry? So I watched a movie, a movie that came out on Netflix uh, that I was kind of excited about. And 
it it didn't really disappoint. It was called Highwaymen. Oh, I saw that. It looked cool. Well, I mean, I just saw Kevin Costner was in it. So yeah, Kevin Costner. I like and Kevin Costner. Woody Allen. Woody Allen? No, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. <laughs> Why was I thinking Woody Allen? Like, uh, um, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Costner. What what what, what do you? I'm a, I'm a little Jewish boy. Um, um, <laughs> that's a terrible Woody Allen. We don't both don't have a good Woody Allen. Woody Harrelson. So. Woody Harrelson is a good actor. I like him. He plays basically the exact same person in every role. But, not in Solo. Um, oh, yeah. Not in Solo. But everything else. Um, Kevin Costner and him have a like a phen- phenomenal dynamic with each other. I think it's really good. It's similar to me uh, as his dynamic with, <clears throat> with um, uh, Matthew McConaughey in True Detective. Okay. It's similar to that, and it really, honestly, feels like the same two characters in a way. Just like forty years, like not that long, but like twenty years down the road. You know what I mean? And also set in the nineteen twenties. Is it in the nineteen twenties? It's very early. Whenever are they cops? Yes, they're cops, and they're they're chasing um, Bonnie and Clyde. It's uh, as if anything in the world ever it's existed other than cops. Based on a true story, yeah. It's based on it's a like truth. what everything is about. It is. You don't like that either, do you? It's not that I don't like it. It's just like, just do something else. Yeah, it, it it's a played story, but this one is at least based in truth. Yeah. Because it is, it is based in truth. It's really what, not word for word what happened, but it's, they went back. Uh, so Kevin Costner plays an old Tex, Texas Ranger, and they... So, um, who's the, who's the guy that started like the FBI kind of, uh, Herbert Hoover, J Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar. <laughs> yes. J. J Edgar Hoover. J Edgar Hoover started the son of Herbert Hoover. Was he? Yeah. I don't know if that, is that true? Yeah. The I'm reason why they were so politically involved is, is because they started sure. the Hoover vacuum company. Now you're just throwing shit out there. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> But J. Edgar Hoover did start the, and Hoover had like a task force sent out to try to get Bonnie and Clyde. And it was just being very, it was very unsuccessful because they kept killing people. And Bonnie and Clyde apparently followed a certain route around the country and kept murdering people. That's all they did. They just go around, murder people and steal. And, uh, they, there was a, a Texas governor that was George a, Bush. a woman at the time. Okay. It was a woman governor and which is very surprising to me at the twenties they have a woman governor. Because couldn't they not vote at this point? I don't like, know. Like didn't the like women's right to vote was in the mid twenties? Definitely something I should know since <laughs> know. I'm a silver dollar. Right, you are. It isn't Susan B. Anthony on no, a silver dollar. But I am pretty sure that it was in the twenties that the that women got the right to vote. Anyway, um so she, there was a woman governor, and she w- wanted Bonnie and Clyde to be caught. They, she needed this to stop. It was like a big problem. And someone, um, I don't remember the guy's the nineteen twenty was what the women had the right to vote. Okay, so this was mid twenties then. So she had the right to vote because she was a governor. Um. Somebody suggested, why don't we get this one guy, which was Kevin Costner's character. I don't remember his character's name, but why don't we get this guy uh, to go back out and get him like out of retirement 
to go out and catch these people. And she's like, we don't need these Texas Ranger fellows to come back out. Like that we're done with that. We have the FBI. These guys are much more qualified to do that. And he told him, no, this is the guy you need to get. So then they go and she gives him permission to go back and get this guy. Goes to Kevin Costner's house, gets him out of retirement. He agrees to it and he needs a, somebody to help him. So he remembers one of his Texas Ranger buddies and stops at his house. He thinks he's a drunk and then leaves. Woody Harrelson ends up finding him in, in town buying ammunition and guns and says like, you know, he's like, I saw you outside the house. He's like, why'd you leave? And he looked at him. He's like, you in you on the drink again? He's like, sometimes, not all the time. He's like, not enough to make me not want to do this. And so they eventually like come to terms and they go with each other and they literally are just driving around the country trying to search for Bonnie and Clyde. Um, and like, just like tracing their steps and they figure out that they have a certain pattern and where they're going to come home to and all of this kind of stuff. And it just follows them. And then the movie ends with the shootout that killed Bonnie and Clyde. Is this a true story? Yeah. The whole thing is a true story. Yeah, it's based on a true story. So, so Kevin Costner. Obviously, they take some liberties there, but Kevin but Costner there, I mean, is the one who found Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When he was a child. Yeah. Before he was born. Yeah. As semen. So <laughs> the real Texas Ranger duo found them. Yes. And what uh, are Texas Rangers? Are they just like state police? Is it like the Illinois mm-hmm. State Police? I don't really think so. They I can't think they have had, jurisdiction outside of Texas, right? They, I don't know if they did or not. I guess they're not like U.S. Marshals. But those were they were started by. What didn't Teddy Roosevelt start the Texas Rangers? I don't he know. He was a did. Texas Ranger. Isn't that the Rough Riders, which started the Texas Rangers, like that was the beginning. I don't know. Pretty sure this is this is the podcast we should have had Nate on history talk because he with the star yeah. He's all about this. He would have been spouting off facts that I didn't even know existed. Well, in any case. He would have been like, they uh, they all traveled at 8.4 miles an hour on their horses at their Appaloosas. Oh, wait. Were they on horses? Yeah. They weren't in cars? No, not in the movie. I'm saying the Texas Rangers all rode horses. Okay. Because it was before cars. Yeah. Because it was in the early 1900s and late late 1800s, early 1900s. But by 1920, they were done. Right. Then because they drove they, Ford Rangers. Uh, right. Okay. Yes, exactly. The little pick up, pick them up trucks. Um, but she makes a comment like, uh, what was it now? She's like, oh, why don't we get Wyatt Earp while we're at it? And I thought that was kind of funny because Wyatt Earp was still alive at the time that this happened. He didn't die until 1929. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. All in all, it's a pretty good movie. Um, worth I, worth my time. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it'd be worth precious your time. little of it. Oh, right, I know you do. Is it? Is it? It's should I not hours. write the comic book for two hours to watch that movie? Um, because we need to make a lot of progress. No, I started writing today. I wrote some today. Nice. Finished a a page and then started the other page. I started. I'm passing your sex scene. I'm not I'm not touching it. It's done. Well, no, there's another whole page. I got to do one more page, but that's easy. I got yeah. that. I already got it figured out. I, I started the page after that. Okay. Um, where he goes to the mine. Gotcha. You know. Anyway, Highwaymen. I would suggest watching it. I would say that if you had two hours of time that you didn't feel like you needed to write on the com- write on the comic book, then watch this movie. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's kind of hard for me to watch anything right now because of what I'm watching. Okay. Which goes against, I was trying to not do what you're watching until I've finished something. 
because I don't want to like keep talking about something that I'm ongoing watching. Yeah. But I'm not watching anything, and I won't be for a long time because I'm tied into this stupid Justified show. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm on season two now. Oh, okay. And it's just like, it's going to be, I'm in. I'm buckled You're in. You're hooked, huh? It's going to be the next six because, months of my life. Because the last time I remember you talking about it, you're like, it seems kind of procedural, and I don't know if I'm bought in on that. It definitely becomes a procedural, but they start, by season two, peppering in a lot more continuing story. Oh, okay. In the, in the middle of season one, it's clear they didn't really know what they wanted the show to be. They started it okay. off with like a two, three episode binge of like a single story. That was really intriguing, and then they devolved it into a procedural. It was like almost like an intro. Here's an intro, so you know everything about the backstory of these characters. And then, oh, okay. oh, now it's a procedural. And if you don't know what I mean by procedural, is like every week is a different story. It's basically a different crime or criminal they get to track down, and it wraps up by the end of the episode. Which is fine, like a Law and Order. And, type yeah, thing. that can be fine because Law and Order has made no, that. I, everybody like like. That's that's great, but I like it when a story like Game of Thrones or something like that is an ongoing story. Mm-hmm. And when they can mix the two like X-Files did, that's great. That's what Justified's starting to do is mix them together. Yeah. And I'm guessing the further it goes and the more popular it became, they realize that people like that more than the procedural. And I, it feels like it's evolving that direction. Okay. Which is good. I, man, the characters are good. The acting's super good. And the character, Timothy Dude, Oliphant. Is I was just going to say, Timothy Oliphant is a, an amazing actor. I've only seen a couple episodes of Justified, but everything else I've ever seen him in, he like steals the show, man. It's not like I'm sitting here like I ha- it's not one of those that I'm like, I need to binge this. I need to stay up all night and watch it. It's like watch a couple episodes before you fall asleep. Yeah. But I really enjoy it. It's good. I, I, how many episodes a season is there? This is the like first a 20... season. There wasn't that many. I have no idea of now. I'm guessing more as it goes along. Okay, this kind of bothers me. If it shows. was if it was ten episodes a season, I'd be all in. But I gotta, I'm gonna look tonight because if I look and I see that there's five more seasons at twenty episodes a season, I'm giving up because <laughs> not because it just, it's not good. Like I want to watch it, but I can't spend the rest a, of my six six months of my life doing that. It's such a time commitment. Yeah, that is a huge time commitment. And so my watch your what you're watching next one that is similar to this is designated survivor. Yeah. It's so the same thing. I, I mean, started watching that and um, there's only two seasons of this show. Right. So that's why I continue to watch it because there is, there's 24 episodes in the first season. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. So it's basically like episodes? A, now that most real television shows like on Netflix and stuff yeah. are like 10, 12 episodes. It's basically four seasons. Yeah. That I, you got to watch. I, I can't. I can't do that. Can't do it. Give For up. one whole season. This is one whole story arc. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't handle that. I am going to handle it though for designated survivor just because I, I know that there's only two seasons. There is a third season in production that Netflix took over, um, and I guarantee you, it's not. It, it is not going to be a twenty episode season. No, they don't do, they that. don't do that. So uh, that's why I'm kind of in the bag. The big thing that I'm in the bag for about Designated Survivor and the reason why I wanted to talk about it is that they had some really big things happen in the first season, like right in the middle of the season, that kind of blew my mind that they would do. I, I I'd never really seen like this, like these big moments happen 
in the middle of the season like that, like towards the end, I know that they, a lot of those, uh, you know, like primetime shows would do that. Like at the end of the season, then we, then you'd have to wait till the next season to see it. And I'm sure they'll do that here, but they also did it in the middle yeah, to where I was like, where would they when go When you have now? 24 episodes in a season, it means they had a mid season break. Oh, good point. Yeah. I so never even thought about that. The crisp uh, winter. And then they came back. Yeah. In the Boy, spring. Can you think, Think about writing a show like that. I know they have a team of writers. They yeah, have that's what Walking writer. Dead does. Same thing. They have a whole writer's room. But could you imagine? Gosh, you got to throw. You're chewing through story. Could so you imagine going back, having to go to the beginning and start The Walking Dead? There's like seven, eight seasons of that show. Yeah. And they all are like 20 episodes. Here's some news that I just uh, read today, and you just reminded me of it, is that they have just, uh, AMC has just put on their slate a third Walking Dead show. Oh yeah, like and, they're, and they're making a movie. They're making a couple movies. They're doing this is they're making a whole Walking Dead universe. Just as I think the interest in the Walking Dead is starting to peter out, it's failing. I think it's really f- no, no, kind no, no, no. of their ratings are still excellent. No, I know, but it's really going to. I think you're going to get overloaded on Walking Dead stuff, and it's going to kill it. Oversaturated, yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll see. I never watched Fear of the Walking Dead. I've heard it's great. I watched the first season. I okay. want to watch it. It's all on my DVR, and now I'm getting to the point where my DVR is full, and I have to delete like 40 <laughs> episodes oh of the Walking, you know, Fear of the Walking Dead because I'm never going to watch it. Yeah, you. I'm aren't. not going to go back and watch it. Is that's how many episodes there are? Oh, I don't know, but there's a bunch because it's been t- at least two seasons, right? If I'm going to go back and catch up on anything, it's going to be Preacher probably, which mm. I'm behind on. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that since the first season. But I haven't watched anything else because of Justified, other than Into the Spider-Verse, which we kind of talked about. Yes, and I haven't either. I, I did watch... We um, were going to do a review of that movie. We were, weren't we? After I'm, I watched it. I'm not prepared. No, I'm not prepared for that either. Stay tuned. We'll do that next week. Yeah, stay tuned, everyone. I need to watch it again. I want to do a review of that movie because it deserves it. It does. We should have. Yeah, we should have done it a while ago. Uh, right after I watched it the first time, we should have done a review. But there's like two things. Like I can't keep on the justified bandwagon because two things are happening. Game, Game of Thrones is coming on. Yeah, like next week or something. Mm, no, and end of the week, isn't it? Whenever your birthday is, right? Yeah, my birthday is the 25th, so, so it'll be the two day, weeks, the day after. Whatever. And then uh, American Gods, I've been holding off on because I want to get my free month of Showtime and watch oh, all okay, of it. Yeah. Um, that's probably getting close to wrapping up the second season. And mm-hmm. I love that show. So I need to watch that. And I haven't watched doom patrol yet, which I'm waiting for that to wrap too. So I can, so can just subscribe binge and binge. Yeah. That's, I haven't watched any doom patrol. When does, I've heard um, really good things about it. Really? Yeah. I haven't really been sold on the whole, I've seen so many trailers for it. Um, I've heard good things and I love doom patrol mm-hmm. the comics. I have no idea what this show is. Yeah, I don't either. So, I mean, I, I mean, I know what Doom Patrol is. Yeah, for sure. And I know what the comics are. I don't know what they're going to do in this show. I'm assuming... I don't even know how you can adapt those comics. So Alan we'll Tudyk's in it, though. You got to love it. Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser is the, the whole robot guy, but you get to see Alan Tudyk, and Alan Tudyk's one of my faves. Yeah. You know He's what show really I want to watch is The Rookie? Uh I don't really care about that. And I don't really like cop just shows. Because, I just like Nathan Fillion. Yeah, just because Nathan Fillion's in it. Oh, you know what I have been watching? I lied. Um, Marley and Cash got me into American Idol this season. 
Oh, really? So I've been watching it. I haven't watched much of it. I've watched a couple episodes. You it's... came over to my house when we were recording all those episodes that when uh, Amy was gone. Mm-hmm. American Idol was playing in well, the background, and you're like, what are you watching? What I, are you watching? There? I have not. I didn't watch any of the early stuff. Like, I've watched the last two episodes was when they got the top 20. Okay. And now they're doing, like, the real show. Oh. Like, okay. I didn't watch the, any, like, going up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When does that come on? Is it only Sunday nights and Monday Sunday nights? Sunday and Monday. Okay, so I need to watch that. Man, oh, it's on tonight, oh, man. Then, huh? it's, it's good. Like this season. These people on this show, the top 20, Yeah, every single one of them is like, it is like out of this world. They're like professional, should already be rock stars, basically. And then like a handful of that 20, like probably six of them mm-hmm. are unbelievable. Really? And then there's like two guys, maybe maybe two guys and one girl that are, this like, one guy did this show on the last episode. I'm going to have to watch this. Did this song and it might, like, it might've been like the best thing I've ever heard. Like it was amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, how is he a contestant on this show? And every one of those judges stood up like it's Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. They yeah. all stood up and they're like, I don't even... You're better than all of us. Really? Like, he was incredible. I, I don't know the guy's name, but if you watch the show, it's a guy that wears a stocking cap and he's got kind of like a pervy mustache. Okay. And I, he's like... I'm going to have to go back and start watching Maybe it, like Latino or something. I think they, they'll they have that on uh, Hulu, right? Like, you could go back and watch yeah, previous sure. episodes and on Hulu. And then they got... There's this one kind of a big fat guy mm-hmm. that's kind of country... With a real gravelly voice, that's like awesome. Yeah, there's so many I, good people on this show, and I love music. I do too. And the, I really just like uh, American Idol. Like, that's a fun show, man. I've always watched American Idol, but once it was off and it came back on, I didn't watch this that. Is the for, first season back on. No, this is the second. Oh, it is. So yeah. So I only watched maybe two seasons of that show ever, and it was early on. Oh my gosh! And then I never watched it again. Amy and I watched American Idol every season. It it is it's spectacle, man. It's a it's a good it's good TV. It is very good TV. I never it, watched The Voice. It or was any of better. That. I feel like it was better before this uh, run started, only because I'm very critical of the judges. So the judges aren't great this season because, and they were on last season too. I like I miss Simon Cowell and the old yeah guys. Lionel Richie and Katy Perry and Luke Bryant. I don't feel like it's those, not real criticism. Those are the people that I would have sit in front of everyone to pick of phenomenal singer. Definitely, you know, not Luke Bryant. Yeah, not Katy Luke Perry Bryant. is a superstar, so that counts. She is she a superstar, count. but that doesn't mean you've got a good voice it or know how to teach people how to sing. Well, right. But it's American Idol, not American Singer. They say that a lot. Well, yeah, so it's about more than just singing. Yeah, that is true. I just—it's a whole package. I critique the judges more so than I do a lot of the other people on there, just because. And Lionel Richie, share, come on! I like Lionel Richie. Hello. I just don't think Luke Bryant and Katy Perry should be on there. I think they're jokes, right. to be honest. Even though I've had a crush on Katy Perry for a long time. They're just she, all, they're too positive. Till she it's just like hair. everybody that gets on there is just like, they're like, yep, you're amazing. Yeah. But most of them are, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, a lot of like, them are. But, but again, I, I liked the format of the show and seeing the people so much that I'm, I would continue to watch it. I just keep forgetting when it's on and I 
don't record anything anymore. Yeah, you need to watch this season. I think it's really good. Okay. I'll go back and watch it. But when, like you said, when they get to the top just, 20, that's just the best the top part. Tw- don't watch that's anything before that. Yeah. I started watching Actually, it start that. after. So they, they pick the top 20. It's like in Hawaii. Oh, okay. You don't need to watch any of that. Watch starting. It would have been last week. So it was the first week they were at like the state, you know, the American Idol stage. Yeah. And it was the top 20. And then this week they're doing duets. So there's 10 on Sunday and 10 on tonight on Monday. Okay. Did you watch it tonight then or just record no, it? No, I recorded it last night. We, we we didn't have it recorded and we were gone. We didn't get back from Arkansas oh, to no. late. Oh, so I, I only caught like the last four singers. So I didn't really see half of them. But I was wondering most of back. the people that I want to see are on tonight and I got it recorded. So Okay. There you go. I'm excited about it. That's cool. I haven't watched that in a long time. Any type of reality show like I that. I hate reality TV, but this, for some reason... You do. It, I, love, I love music, and I like... Most of these people play instruments, which I really like, and... Yeah. They're yeah, just yeah, yeah. pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. So are we going to go on to the next segment? How, what are we at time-wise? 128. Okay, because I got a couple... What you're what I've been listening to. Oh, all right. Since I had a long road trip, you... I listened to some Snarf Talk. Of course you did. Snarf Talk episode 19 or 18, yes. by the way, is gold. Out of this world. It's gold. It is podcast gold. Yeah. Platinum. I mean, we single-handedly are going to bring the word buttled to the masses. <laughs> Have you ever been buttled? Because if you haven't, you should be. <laughs> Um, but I listened to basically Joe Rogan most of the way. Okay. Um, Which ones? Well, I listened to Dr. Phil. Mm. That wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. But there was two that stood out to me. All right. Um, the one was, I think his name was Andrew Yang. I didn't listen to him. He is a, um, Democrat running for president in the next election. I didn't know that. He is like, um, I think like a tech entrepreneur. Who sold his company, so he's like a billionaire now. Okay. And um he his big focus on this election cycle or mm-hmm. in the future of the country, the platform he's running on is on AI, essentially. And AI replacing in the next ten to twenty years uh, a scarily significant portion of like what we know employers and like people's jobs. Oh, okay. Okay. So like he's running on the platform of, Hey, does everybody know that in 10 years, you want to 20, have a job, 10 to 20 years, all vehicles and all semi trucks are going to be self-driving because it's going to happen. Do you, do you think that in 10 to 10 years that they could have all semi trucks self-driving that first of all, they already have them. I know they do already have them. They have them. It's in a very restricted area, right? But they have them. They have a very high rate of success, not as high as human drivers yet. Um, but they're, they basically have it nailed down. So they have these. And the other thing is, first of all, they can drive 24 hours a day. They convoy. Yeah. And it's huge fuel mileage savings because okay. they convoy together. Um, they're, they're, he's saying, I mean, this is going to be a transition. Mm-hmm. We're, at first, we're going to have self-driving semis with a driver behind the wheel, just like we have Teslas now that are self-driving. With, sure. And that's going to be one step. And then the next step is going to be, okay, From for this stretch of highway from L.A. to Denver, wherever it is, or you know, outside of cities on big open roads, yes. they're going to be self-driving, driverless. 
And then once you get to the outskirts of Chicago, it's going to pull over and there's going to be a bank of drivers there that are going to drive them into the city. Okay, that was going to be my question is that how do you get them to the dock? How do you get them yeah. to the shipyard? How do you get them to the places that they need to go to get loaded and unloaded? Because I don't feel like a GPS or satellite system is fine-tuned enough. Right. Then again, this is coming from an idiot that has no idea about any of this stuff. It, this but how do you get it so fine-tuned? This is going to happen overnight. This is like ten, in the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah. So they're going to go in those stages. So Especially gonna... in big cities like that, like L.A. has terrible traffic. Chicago isn't the best traffic. New York, all these big cities, having a driverless vehicle seems really kind of ridiculous. Right. Well, that's how that's going to work, essentially. And then, But, but cross-country now... That yeah. makes sense to me. Like, especially, have you ever driven through Nebraska, anyone? Yeah. Hold your hand up if you've driven through Nebraska. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. So they'll have these queuing stations where they park and then they get taken manually from there. That's smart. And then after that, the next step is they will be remotely driven just like drones are operated. Oh. Okay. I so okay. they'll have... I wasn't doing... I wasn't aware of this. And then in the final step, they'll be fully, eventually, self-driving. Everything will be. That's just going to happen. Everything. Pretty much at some point. And, you know, the reason why this is going to happen with semis faster than anything else is because I like of, the idea. It's because of the economics of it. I mean, there's huge, you know, the, the cost savings to the companies that are transporting materials are significant. I mean... Oh, I, I'm sure it is. I mean, even paying drivers paying the wage of a driver for that many hours at, or like per load or however they're doing it, that has to be an incredible amount of savings. Right. And then, so that's why this is being, that technology is being driven so quickly there. Then and, again, but then you have to take, so is the, is the vehicle itself. So like the truck itself just inherently more efficient right off the bat. Well, I mean, Tesla's making electric semis now that are extremely efficient. Okay, so most of them are going to be electric then? Probably. Think? I think everything's going to be electric within the next 10 years. Because I was going to say, like, um, when you talk about having a vehicle driving 24 hours, you've got to start worrying about, like, wear and engine hours and right. all of that stuff. Like, They're all making electric semis. Peterbilt, Kenworth. But what? So if you have a 24-hour driving semi and a wheel bearing goes out, yeah, it's I mean, going to have to monitor all of that stuff, yeah, right? It'll all get addressed. It's all going to happen. But are you addressing it, Chris? That's <laughs> my question. Are you addressing these my things? My point is, at the pace things are going, it's going to happen. So that's three and a half million semi drivers alone. We're not talking about Uber drivers or taxi drivers or any of that. Gone. And then all the support for that. So truck stops and, and diners and everything that supports truck drivers. Yeah. Which is, a, it's another five million people. But, and then... So how does that, I mean, this the, doesn't sound good for the economy The next at segment all. of the economy to go, or before that even maybe, is retail work in general, all of it. Yeah. Basically, 20% of retail now or something along those lines is all Amazon, and that's all fulfilled by warehouses full of robots, essentially, and will only be getting more so. So what's the upside here besides for the company? Well, the upside, I mean... It's it's more complicated than we could probably get into. Listen to that podcast; they go into that in depth. There's definitely upside. I mean, eventually the driverless semis will be much safer. And and you I'm know, saying for our economy in the United States, how is there an upside when you are losing 
so many jobs and then you're going to have your unemployment rate skyrocket. Well, this is the argument that he's tackling. This is the platform that he's running on. He's saying, okay. you know, we're going to displace, I, I don't know what it was, but call it 20% of the workforce is going to be out of work. All right. Yeah. So we have to either retrain them for something else mm-hmm. or we have to approach everything completely differently because the ac- the economy will grow from that because of the efficiency. Everything grows with efficiency. The GDP might actually grow. The quality of living might go down. GDP can go up while quality of living can go down. That doesn't sound good. It, well, it, there's good and bad to all of it, but his solution to all of it is universal basic income. That's what he's running on. So explain that. They're calling it the freedom dividend because it pulls better. But um, the idea behind it is, and there's a lot of different models out there. This is, these aren't new this isn't a new idea. Right. You know, some of this goes back to Milton Friedman, who was a conservative econo- economist. That, and that was Herbert Hoover's cousin, <laughs> yes. I believe, right? Yeah. He actually started he, Dyson. Right. And he got the, the competitor. He What he invented was that spinny brush underneath the of the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Underneath of mm-hmm. uh, the That's Hoover. Right. Yeah. They had the suction down. Yeah. They just didn't know how to pull the dirt they knew from how to the suck. threads. Yeah. But they didn't know how to brush. They can in uh, in Auric. Don't even get me in the Auric XL because that thing can suck a bowling ball yeah. right off your head. Yeah. Anyway, and the shark. Come on, you can't beat a shark. I have a shark. Speaking of sharks, did you see they were doing a screening of Jaws over the water? In the water, you're yeah. you're in a in a tube like yeah. a floaty tube. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool. Um, but anyway, the idea now his. The, his proposal mm-hmm. is that every person in America will get a thousand dollars a month from the government. From the government, okay. Everybody will get one thousand dollars a month. So um, that's not enough to replace a lost job. That's twelve thousand dollars a year. No, that's not. But the idea is that it takes the pressure off and makes it easier. And and then on top of that, they need to redo the whole. The government's really bad at retraining people for new jobs. It's, they're awful at it. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, so they need to fix that whole situation. I don't too. feel like it's the government's job to retrain people for jobs. No, right? he's saying it's going to have to be. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just yeah. telling you this is what this guy's platform is. It's interesting that he's bringing up things that are going to happen and nobody else is talking about. Yeah. And he's maybe you agree with the solution or his solution or not. The idea behind this universal basic income is interesting for sure. Um there that's it is interesting the that's idea is that it will apparently it'll cost about three and a half trillion dollars per year huh okay how do you replace that well he t- he spells it all out i don't know if i believe what he says but he's saying about half of that will be so if you're already getting government services such as like food stamps or welfare or stuff like that that would be deducted out of your dividend okay so he's saying well half of that we're already paying essentially through government services. So really it's only like 1.8 trillion. Okay. Well, the thousand dollars you get, you're going to go back and spend in the economy. Most people are going to go spend that money. So we'll get about $800 billion in new tax revenue. So that take brings it down to a trillion. Um, and then there was something else that took care of the trillion. Basically he was saying it was a net net. Really? Yeah. I mean, you give people a thousand dollars a month, they're going to spend it. You're right. So it's they it, are, but are they going to spend it on Chinese-made products? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't and know. And 
I don't know. There, that's there's a circle there because it's like if you didn't lose the jobs to begin with, the people are already spending their money. Well, you can't legislate away progress though, like as far yeah. as technological progress. Yeah. So it's never going to work to say, oh, let's make driverless cars illegal. No, you can't do that. Or let's make kiosks at McDonald's illegal. You and know, I, it's not going to happen. No, that'll never happen. And so you got to figure out something. What are you going to do with all these people? Yeah, that's true. It's going to happen. It already is happening. Yeah. Where it happened in the Industrial Revolution in the 1900s, yep. early 1900s. And it's happening again at a scale three to four times that scale. And what's pushing that a little bit faster is the whole thing with like uh, minimum wage being $15. And then what those companies are doing is just saying, okay, well, we'll pay two people $15 an hour and then just put all kiosks. Yeah, right. And there's no stopping that. No, no, there isn't. And you can't, like you said, you can't tell a company it's illegal to do that. So instead of, he's saying, instead of getting wrapped around and all this, you know, bullshit, let's figure out how to fix that. And, you know, according to him and a lot of people, in fact, this universe and a lot of Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, every, all sides, there's people on all sides that are, you know, uh, not necessarily in favor, but interested in this idea of universal basic income. Okay. I, I don't know if I buy it, but I'm I don't just know saying, if I've really even heard of it before. This. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not as deep into politics as you apparently, you know, you're so he political. was, you know, part, Oh, that was the other big funding part would be a value a VAT, a VAT tax, which is done in Europe a lot, a value added tax. So it's like a sales tax kind of. Okay. Um, but the idea was you would start t- taxing the tech companies for the technology that's replacing all these people's jobs. So some of that funding would come. Okay. That makes sense. I could see that to an extent. Yeah. Well, right. To an, all of this makes sense to an extent, but there's always another side. Here's what his big argument. He goes, well, you know, Joe Rogan said, you know, you're never going to get Republicans or conservatives on board with this. And he goes, listen, rural America is dying. Yeah. And it is. Yeah, it is. And you put a thousand dollars a month in all these people pockets pockets all of a sudden the guy that wants to open a bakery in a little rural town might have might have to do that might have a shot at it if people have the money to spend there you know right and i thought it was interesting because i started thinking of other aspects too i'm like think how much money you spend on child care okay think how many people i don't want to think about how much money i think how many people would want to stay home and raise their kids but they can't because they can't afford to. So they go out and get a job. They make 40 grand a year and spend 30 in childcare. So they're netting 10 grand say. Yeah. Okay. Well now you give that person $12,000 a year and 24 for a couple. All right. Yeah. And it all of a sudden the incentive to stay home and raise your kids. So is that a thing where it, it won't go by like a marriage would get 1500 instead of 2000. I don't know. He didn't address that. I would assume they would get 2000 cause it was every, person every gets a thousand dollars i think it was 18 and up i was just gonna say of the age of what you know what else they did just recently i just saw that they are going to do in illinois is raise the tobacco legal tobacco age up to 21 i think that's fine yeah that doesn't bother me in the slightest um so alaska a deep red state mm-hmm. has had uh has had universal basic income for 30 plus years Every person that lives in Alaska yes. gets an oil dividend. I knew that. It's the same thing. But it's like 500 bucks, right? Mm, I think it's like a... 
I don't know what it is, but it's it's a good chunk of money. It's like oh, 1500 okay. bucks or something. I don't know if that's per year or month. I'm yeah. assuming that's per year. I don't really know. But they've had that. It's it's wildly successful. It's worked. Now, they're doing it because they have oil money. Right, because of the but pipelines. But he's saying, we're going to have money. These tech companies are going to have all the money. All the money. You know what I mean? So we just need to find a way to raise some of it. But he's saying it's not all coming from them. And you know Amazon's going to be fine with paying out their share because... All of their customers now have a thousand dollars a month more to right. spend. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. So it's interesting, and it if, you can, if you can, if you can think of it and take your partisan tribal politics, yeah, and put I'm it aside, very tribal, and you can think about it in an objective way. There's definitely pros and cons, and obviously, I think this guy is like rose-colored glasses to the max because really? there's a lots of things that just don't aren't going to work in the real world. Yeah, is he? Does he seem kind of like a dreamer? I mean, honestly, he comes across as a very smart, like corporate CEO type, like not a politician at all. Okay. But I mean, I I feel like, okay, you're going to go to, he's going to go to Iowa and New Hampshire for the first polls and he's going to go on a platform and he's going to say, I want to give everybody a thousand dollars a month. I would think that's going to be pretty wildly popular. It would. So I think this guy might have a shot of actually... Running for president. What's he running as? A Democrat. Oh, Democrat. Because he's and he's like, you know, I'm not really here nor there on politics. He's like, but I can't run as a Republican because I, I wouldn't get a yeah. Nobody will take him. They, he wouldn't get a vote. He, he yeah, he's not gonna, yeah. He got yeah. an incumbent Republican president. So right. He's gonna <clears> run as a Democrat. Hmm. So if let's get to the brass tacks of this. So if I'm going to waste two hours of my life not writing our comic book. Would I do it listening to this episode of Joe Rogan? Yeah, if you got to drive somewhere, yeah. It's oh. good. It's good. It's worth it. Good thing I drive every day, huh? 35 minutes one way. Yeah. Don't listen to it instead of Snarf Talk, but it's, right. it's I pretty... I would much rather listen I thought to it, Snarf I Talk. I thought it was interesting. He's also wanting to um, uh, lift the federal ban on marijuana, um, make it legal federally. Oh, okay. That could give you a lot of money to the yeah. government. So... It, leave it up to the states, though, whether or not to legalize it. Just it wouldn't be illegal on the federal level. Yeah. And then he wants to pardon every every nonviolent drug offender that has a mar- for marijuana. For marijuana. Because once it's not illegal, you can't keep people in jail. Yeah. That. So anyway, that was interesting. So anyway, that was one I listened to. I thought it was cool and definitely worth listening to. Another one was, his newest one was Kevin Hart. Yeah, that didn't that come out like today? Yeah, well, no, not Yesterday? today because I listened to it. Oh, okay. Maybe Sunday, yeah. That's well, when I listened to it. Yeah, it would have been Yesterday. over the weekend. Anyway, um, I thought that was cool. I like, he's like super hardworking, ambitious, positive guy. Yes, so I listened to the first uh, hour and 15 of this, I think, or hour and 10. It's a two hour, yeah. two hour and four minutes, something like that. Um. He is. He's very... It was inspiring a it, little bit for me, I thought. He surprised me because I didn't realize how... Um, he talked about like financial um, sense, like being... Uh, what am I trying to say? Like being... Fiscally responsible. That's the word. Fiscally responsible in your life and paying attention to what you're doing with your money. And instead of saying... Like he was saying, like low-income situations or people that get money given to them instead of buying the gold chain or buying the nice car, like invest your money properly and 
be responsible with what you have and build something that makes you money. Build wealth. Yeah. Yes. Instead of getting something, uh, just in front of you at the time, something materialistic, like build something around you. So then later in life you can say, this is what I have. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I, I did it, not know he was like that. I thought that was all. cool. And then I really liked his, he's very positive and he talked a lot about surrounding yourself with positive people. And it's something that me and you have talked about before because for sure the world is so negative right now. Yeah. And everybody is so negative. And, it, and he says it in there. He's like, it's cool to be negative. It's cool to be a hater now. Yeah. He and talks about it about the internet. And yeah. Stuff. And, mean, um, you know, he's like, surround yourself with positive people. And then it, it came, hit me too when he was talking about if you start something, finish it. And he, and that, yes. And that hit me with like what we're doing with the comic book. I'm like, all right, surround yourself with positive energy, positive people. If you're going to start it, just work at it, finish it. You know, do what you need to do. And a good point to that was when he said, uh, he's like, there's so many haters and it's, and it's cool to be that way because he said, I was driving a car and he started laughing like hysterically when he said it, it was towards the beginning, yeah. but he's like, I was driving. He's like in a woman and I had my window down. He's like, and a woman saw me and she yelled, when are you going to start making good movies again? And he looked at her and he's like, well, have you seen, um, upside. What, yeah. Have you seen the upside? She's like, Oh, what's that? He's like, I think it's kind of a good movie that just came out it's in theaters. Yeah. He's like, but have you seen it? She's like, no, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> then uh, why are you yelling me about not making good movies? when you have no basis of saying like, I haven't made a good movie when you haven't seen all my movies. If you've seen every single one of them and came to me and said, you know, when are you going to start making good movies? I'm like, okay, well that's your opinion. You right. know, it's like your opinion, man. man. But when you yell at someone and then have never seen all of his movies, like, what are you, right. what are you talking about? But he, he says in that though, too, he's like, I could be mean back. He's like, there's so many things I could have said back to this woman. He's like, but what does that gain me? Nothing. Right. He's like, and it doesn't gain her anything. He's like, it, it is what it is. He's like, if I can be a positive person in that moment, he said, then other people can be positive in moments where, you know, they're being like yelled at or harassed or whatever. But that was the big like takeaway was just be positive in situations where others wouldn't be. Right. You know, it kind of honestly, aren't. like it made me think of our podcast in a good way because I'm like, I, I, and people have said this before. They're like, I've always caught shit for this my whole life. Everybody, my family, they're like, you like everything. You like every movie you see. Every movie you see, you come and yeah. tell us how great it is and we need to go see it. And then they go see it and they don't like it. I'm like, I don't know. I just like everything because I choose not to look at the negatives of it. And I'm yeah, not saying that's... I'm not going to read. I said Arrival sucked. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but in general, like I do. Most things that I see, I like. Mm -hmm. And because you can always find some positive spin on it, something. Yes. that And that was what he said. He's like, find the positive. And I, I thought about that. Before on our podcast, I'm like, we got to like everything that we talk about is like, good. We love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, but okay. But that was the basis of this show is like, we, we do like a lot of things and we wanted to just talk about it right. and share it with other people because I feel like other people will like this stuff too. If you give it the opportunity, especially if you put that mindset, like there, Oh, I don't have to be negative. Like right. I can find the positive. There doesn't have to be the immediate judgment of something 
and it goes back to the old saying, obviously of like judge a book by its cover. You don't have to do that. Like give something the opportunity. If you don't like it at the end, that's fine. But at least you're giving it the opportunity because if you don't, you don't know what you like. Well, and take, take, like, don't look at it from a negative standpoint, you know, like, right. Look at it from a positive standpoint. Like, don't think of why that thing sucked. Think about why it was good. Yeah. And then at the end, you'll like it. And then you won't, you can still be like, you know, whatever. It wasn't for me or, you know, I didn't think it was that good. It's fine to say like objectively i don't think this is a very good and here are the reasons why but you know you gotta be and, and a little less critical of things I yes think. and that that he talks I mean. about like, that too he's like perfection as the enemy of everything for sure nothing's perfect everybody but he says like everybody expects like this is an expectation now this is why so many people are unhappy because we everybody has an expectation of perfection all the time because you can make things look perfect and social media is obviously the backdrop of all of that you can look at social media and think someone has it all put together but then at home they don't right nobody does none of us have everything put together but you can put a filter on something and make yourself look good yeah and that's not the way it is but don't don't strive for it even exactly don't strive to look fake or like to put on a a show just up for just for the internet's sake, you know, just do, do you, right. You do you, I'll do me and we can all be happy doing that. Yeah. And that that's like, I take that, I'm taking a lot of his messages and in that podcast and applying it towards our comic book writing. Yeah. You know, a lot of those, cause obviously he's an artist. So a lot of the stuff he talked about really hit home with me because I'm like, all right, do this, finish it. Put the work in. Don't worry about being perfect. Get the idea out there. You want to get out there. And, you know, I've been really excited because I think we've been making progress. But then last week I felt really good because we found an artist or Mm -hmm. two artists that we really liked. And we didn't sign them or anything, but they showed interest. I talked to them. They they seemed like, I don't know how much it would cost. Two of them were. genuine people. One of them was like in our price range. Sure. And seemed Absolutely. like we could totally work with this guy. And then I found a colorist who seemed interested. Yeah. I don't know what his price range is, but seemed cool and interested. And I'm excited. Like, it got me excited. Yeah. And, and it, it made me want to finish it, like, now. I agree. I completely agree and with now you. we're, like, getting to the part, point of our lives for the next two months where that's going to be very difficult. <laughs> it is very difficult. But, but well, it happens every year. This is the way it happens for us. But that's all right. I did. I liked too how he kind of humanized himself in a way and humanized like really, really popular people because he said, he's like, everybody looks at me some, t- some of the time, not everyone looks at me like a dick sometimes because he's like, they'll come up to me. He's like, and it's not there. It's not them coming up to me and shaking their hand or like sticking their hand out saying like, Hey man good work on this or I like what you're doing here. He said, they come up to me with their phone up in front of them saying like, Hey, Hey, stand there for a second. Let me get, let me get a picture of you or let me get this. Or he's like, and they always have that phone in between you. Yeah. He said, that's not a personal interaction. That's not you greeting me and saying like, I like your work. That's you greeting me almost. I kept thinking it. He never said it, but like the monkey on the stage, like perform for me. 
you know, that's how everyone perceives them. Like you are the performer. I want you to perform for me right now. So I can tell, uh, tell others I saw it in right. person rather than coming up, shaking my hand and saying like having a hey, genuine moment. Yeah. A, a personal, genuine human interaction rather than having some device in between you, which separates that human interaction. Yeah. And that really struck me like, Oh man, we all do that. And we've talked about it with comic book artists and writers and all these things. Like they are just normal people, regardless of how much money some, again, money does change people, but regardless how much money they have, they are just a human being living their life. Right. Act that way. Right. Act like they are that person. And it could really change the interaction that you have with them. Yeah. And you could get a lot more out of it. So do now, we have time we for, have, uh, we have four minutes, oh, but no. we could get through some. It's one fifty-six. Well, I want to keep it under two hours. I know you do. That's then we're at the end of the show, Chris. I really want to do what's in the box. I love this box came this week. It did. Yeah. Oh, so it's new stuff. It's new stuff. Wait, we can do it. We got wow. four minutes. Huh? Yes. No. Okay. Fine. What's in the box? What's in the box? Show me what's in that box. Oh, Show me your box. This is one just for you, Jerry. Ooh. I see I see a woman on the cover. Nope, that's the back cover. I see a woman on the back cover, which is Brie Larson, this who came is out Captain Marvel. This week, and we saw this guy. We went to his workshop. Kyle Higgins. Oh, Mr. Kyle Higgins. Winter Soldier number four. That looks awesome. That does look awesome. So I, I should read that because I'm a huge fan of Ed Brubaker's Winter Soldier run. And he talked a lot about Ed Brubaker. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious as to how he's going to play that out. And I guess he said he brought that back to Chicago. Yeah. yeah. He said he brings all of his stuff back to Chicago, apparently. that This looks awesome. I'm excited for it. He, I know he was saying, I don't know if this is direction in the book now, but he was saying basically... The Winter Soldier, he reinvent, tried to reinvent the character. Yeah. So he became like a... Uh, oh, I remember. He was like uh, teaching others how to be... How to get out. Like how, teaching yeah, that's like right. how to, bad guys, like Hydra agents, like how to get out of the of, organization they're in because he has that life experience. Yeah, like rehabilitating, rehabilitating bad guys. Yeah, so that seems cool. We have an amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Part one, it's the a, hunted part one. It's a cool cover. It's uh, a very dark cover for Spidey. Craven, the hunter, in the cover. Number 17. That looks cool. Mm-hmm. We have Dead Man Logan. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that was out. Yeah, five out of 12. So we're about halfway through that. Because I, I talked about that on a podcast, how they were coming out with uh, Dead Man Logan. So that I looks guess cool. I got to wait another seven months for that then. Yeah. Yeah. For it to be done. All right. I thought I had cut down on my comic books. You didn't. Apparently I did not do that. <laughs> I just changed my comic books. I did uh, subscribe to Ascender, that new Jeff Lemire. Oh, yeah. I saw that. It wasn't um, Ascender is after Descender. I don't, I don't know. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. He had, because he's had a lot of stuff on Twitter that was saying, if you haven't read Descender, don't worry about it. Ascender is a completely separate story. Oh, this looks these look great. All right. Batman 
Tom King, number oh, Tom 66. King. Yeah, that looks really great. You Maelstrom probably... of the Mind. It's got Catwoman, Penguin, Joker, Two-Face on the cover. That looks cool. You've probably got number 67 in there as well, then, I, I bet. I probably do. It comes out twice a month. So Yeah. We have Deadpool, number 10. Who's on the cover there? I don't know who that is. I don't either. But it looks cool. There's like a lot of electricity flowing or something. We got uh, Amazing Spider-Man, The Hunted. Nice. Number... That's a cool cover. I like that. that He's is like a... hiding behind. Black Cat is one of my favorite characters. Really? Love Black Cat. Hmm. I think I have the first appearance of Black Cat. She sounds kind of unlucky. Um, <laughs> Get it? Got Star Wars number 62, Kieran Gillen. Ooh, he's good. It's another Leia cover. Another one. They like to do Leia covers. They do. She's on like every cover. Walking Dead number 189. We're getting dangerously close to 200. Mm -hmm. And Walking Dead, that's going to be a big deal. Is it? Yes. To who? To me. A lot of people, actually. And the rest of the world. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. So many books. I didn't even know. I I don't know about this. Maybe this book came free because I don't think I subscribed to it. Do they do that? They just give you free books? Sometimes. For what reason? Uh, promotional, I guess. I don't know. All right. Ooh, look at that. The Flash. I don't know why I don't subscribe to Flash, um, but it must be because it's Batman related. I don't really know. It's got Batman on the cover. Yeah. Is that part of... Is that part of... Is that uh, Gotham Girl? I don't know. It says Gotham Girl right on the cover. Oh, yeah. That's Gotham Girl. Gotham Girl dies or something? The Price Part 4. So, I don't know. Must be a crossover event. I don't know why I'm getting that. Daredevil number two. Look at that cover. Oh, gosh. It's so good. Oh, my... Those covers are awesome. You probably have number three in there, too, because three's out. Yeah, that the art looks amazing on that. It's Come unbelievable. On. I read that already, and I've read number three. I think four comes out next week. Road to the Hunted, Amazing Spider-Man number 16. How many Amazing Spider-Mans come out a month? A lot. Do they come out once a week? A lot. Is this a thing? Pretty much. Yeah. I may um, I may recap some of these books in my weekly read uh, for you guys because they're good. Dare, I'm going to tell you to read Daredevil every single week because Daredevil, this new run of Daredevil is awesome. There's only been four books out. Batman number 65, The Price of Vengeance Part 3. This is not Tom King. No, it's not. That's part of the Flash thing. It's part of the Flash crossover, so that yep. must be why. I I think when you subscribe to Batman, you can like select to subscribe to like all Batman. Okay. So that must be what happened there. Yeah. There are so many books on this box. It's incredible. All right. We got. Oh my gosh, another. The Flash, The Price of Innocence, Part 2. All right. I Winter Soldier, Flash. number three. This must be two months worth of book. It has to be. Um, Kyle Higgins again. Cool looking cover there. It is. Who's the artist on that? Do you know? Rod Reese. Looks pretty good. Might have to hit him up. Another Amazing Spider-Man. Gosh. Once well, look a, at that cover, man. Yeah, once again. Spider-Man covers are the best. You can't beat a good like picture of Spider-Man swinging in the air. You can't. It's so cool. Then we got another Dead Man number Logan. Number four of 12, Dead Man Logan. That looks really cool, too. Looks cool. These cover artists, they know what they're doing. Oh, and I got one more book. That um, when I was in Arkansas, I got to visit my cousin, who I don't see very often. Um, 
I don't know how much time we got. I, I can go into this. My, I have a cousin that um, hopefully he's listening. Shout out. Yeah. Um, lived with us when I was a kid, and he lived with us for a while. So he went to school here for some years. Oh, all right. Um, that's probably, I guess, when I was talking about, I don't know if I mentioned it in my our Secret Origins episode, but one of the probably big reasons I got into any of this, mm-hmm. comics, anything like that, because he was an artist. Yeah. And he drew, and he was into comic books. When I was a kid, this was in the 80s, so I was a pretty little kid. Awesome. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Because it, it is. And he drew, and he was into like Akira and a lot of that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Daredevil, Electra, like a lot of that stuff. He had a really cool, and he was an artist, and he had a really cool art style. Um, and anyway, so I was talking to him down there. I didn't really know he was still collecting comics or had comics. Right. But um, he did, and he didn't know that I collected comics, so we got to talking about it. So I'm like, hey, bring over some of your comics. So he came over to my, um, the house that we rented, and he brought some comics. He gave me this one, which I've never heard of, Cerebus. Um, Cerebus? He has like the okay. whole run. This is from the 90s. This one's Cerebus Jam number one. So I'm going to check that out. He told me it was really cool. He was just going on and on about the different artists and all these books that he had and the art style. So he was very into all that. Um, I haven't looked into it yet. But anyway, he wanted to bring over his comic and ask me, you know, if he had anything that was worth anything. And all his comics were in fantastic condition, like never read, immediately bagged and boarded. Yeah. So I start going through the stack of books that he brought, which isn't even all the books he's got. And, you know, I'm going, a lot of X-Men, right? And I'm like, you know, some of these old X-Men, he had X-Men, you know, under 100. Under so, 100? So all he, of them under 100? No, not all of them. Oh, I was going to say, holy that, he'd be crap. rich beyond his... But he had like... Um, and he said he had earlier X-Men that he didn't even bring. The earliest one that I saw was like 61 or 2 or something like that. Okay. So that's, I think that's going back into the early 70s. It's a ways. So I'm looking through and bam, X-Men number 100, which I know is a famous cover... And it's the origin of the Phoenix, or the beginning of the Phoenix. Not the first appearance, but the... So I'm looking up this book, I'm like... And it's in, like, perfect condition. Yeah. And I'm like, this book is worth, like... I mean, it ranges. It's not, like, a super popular book, but it... You know, it's worth, like, 50 bucks. Like, I'm like... Sure. This is an awesome book, you know? Yeah. And then, bam, he's got 101, which is first appearance of the Phoenix. Holy cow. Now, I don't know what condition it is. It wasn't a nine point anything. It was. It, you don't think so? It's probably a seven or eight grade, but I mean, that book ranges in price anywhere from 50 bucks on a low grade up to 1500 bucks on a really high grade. That's incredible. And I'm like, man. And it is incredible how much those books will fluctuate just going from, let's say, a 9.4 to a 9.2. Yeah. You know, you could drop three or $400, yeah. if not more. And that that's graded, obviously, right. to the right person. There's, yep, yep. You know, I mean, you could get fifty bucks. You, you can't say a book's hey, this book's worth six hundred bucks because no. you have to have it graded. It has to grade out high. You have to have find somebody willing to pay you six hundred bucks. Yeah, it has to be wanted <laughs> right. by people. Um, you know, just because there are people that have paid six hundred dollars doesn't mean that a book's worth six hundred dollars. Yes, you know. But um, and then he had a bunch of other X Men key issues going past that. I can't remember specifically which ones but he had some other key because i was looking them up as i was going he had a whole stack he had like the whole run of uncanny x-men wow um i think that was from the 80s or 90s and then i get in there and he's got like 
uh, original first edition Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think he in that box he had four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh my gosh! Not super valuable, but really well, cool to have. It's cool to have high, because high of grade. a first run like that. Now he had told me he had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. And I'm like, do you have that book? And he's like, yeah, I had that book. I, it probably is in one of my other boxes. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have it. He's like, why? Is that worth something? I'm like, that's worth like eight, ten thousand $10,000. Yes. It would be, even if it's low-graded. Yeah. I and mean, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, there was several printings. There's the first, second, and third printing. Even the second even, one's worth the money. Say, even it's, if you had it's a not second. Worth a th- you know, it's worth less than 1000 but... The first printing was a really small run. That book was an independent. Those guys like made it out of their frigging garage. Yeah. So like the odds are he doesn't have a first edition. How many, how many do you think were made? Maybe 500. Really? I don't even know. Not I wonder. Uh, now, I, I, now I want to know if he does have that. Or I not. do too. And then he had some early daredevil, um, like under 20. Oh my gosh. In a pretty high grades. Don't you have that? Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of the same Daredevils in way lower grades. You get into those teens and the 20s, they're not really specifically worth that much. They're really cool to have. Yeah, for sure. Any We've talked about this Any before. Daredevil book, any book from the 60s that grades out above a 7 or an 8 is yeah. worth something. Yep. Whether it's worth 50 bucks or 100 bucks, I mean, it's probably not worth more than 100 bucks unless it's a key issue. Yeah. This is like... It's like art. It is art collecting. Well, there's key issues to all these runs. Like anything old that's in good shape is worth a good amount. But a key issue that's old and in good shape is worth oh, a yeah. fortune. You yes. Know? That's what adds your value right there. And specifically first appearances of characters. Yes. But he had some uh, old spawn, like some of the early spawn stuff. That's awesome. He had this whole run. And I, I gosh, I can't remember the name of the artist. He's, he was really interested in showing me this one artist. And he did Electra Assassin in okay. the 90s. Like, yeah. It was like a 12-issue run. The art is incredible. I can't remember the guy's name. I, it's killing me right now. Um, the books aren't worth anything, but... But the art the is art amazing. The art is amazing. Yeah. And then he had a bunch of... A lot of the same Daredevils I have, like the first appearance of Electra. I think he's got the death of Electra. Those are worth something. Wow. Um, he had the whole set of Akira, which were like... Um, there, there were, were like graphic novels. Uh, there was like, I don't know. There wasn't a ton. I think there was like 12 or something. Oh, I thought They're there thicker. They're not normal comic books. They're like not a graphic novel or not a trade ba- paperback though. They're like in the in between. Mm-hmm. He had all those. He had um, the whole Frank Miller Ronin. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd like to read that. He had that 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 sil- uh, sam- that Wolverine run with the Silver Samurai. Yeah. And he was showing me the art yeah. in there. He's like, it's like three pages of a fight scene with no dialogue. And it's smokes. really cool looking. That really shows you. I mean, it, it's interesting to us because of writing a comic book, but it shows you how little you really need to write <laughs> right. for dialogue wise when it comes to a visual medium. You forget when you're writing these books that it is a visual medium and you don't have to put so much dialogue down. Right. Now you can. There are specific books that have a lot of words, but to get your point across, and to make a really good book, you don't have to. You don't have to do it. What I just thought was super cool is that all of these books, a lot of them are older, were in like perfect condition. And it's not like they've been specifically, I mean, he he's not like babying them or taking care of them. They've basically just been sitting in a box. But he's like, no, I never read them. I just 
have bought them. them and collected them. And which is exactly in the situation that you are in. In 20 years, you're going to be like, I've never read any of these, but I have them. <laughs> well, and I thought it was cool too, is like, he didn't know some of these books. I mean, a lot of them are specifically valuable. But some of them are very valuable. Yeah. And he didn't know that at all. Right. And, um, I hope he doesn't sell them. Don't sell them. Yes, please don't sell them. Or if you do, Keep sell them, them to me. <laughs> or give them to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's um, really cool. To... I really want that first appearance of Phoenix. And I started, after that, I got obsessed with that book. And I'm looking it up. I'm like, I really want to buy it. Because you can buy it pretty reasonably. It's a really hot book right now. With that Is movie it, coming oh, out. Oh, with the movie. I forgot about that. Yeah. But like in a high grade of that book, it can get up over $1,000. That's so cool. And I, by looking at his, I didn't open it up. You know, might have yellow pages or whatever. Right. But... It looked like it was a pretty high grade. That that would be really fun to run into. I've never ran into a situation like that where a guy just has, I mean, and it's a family member of yours, but just in general, a person that has that many books. Yeah. And, and he said he had two more boxes at home he didn't bring. And He's just, like, ah, oh, it's too heavy to lug them just all over here. The fact of being unaware, like having this collection, but yet being unaware of the value that's there. Well, and, I just liked it because he has them because he loves the art mm -hmm. just specifically the art that's why i keep saying it is art collection yeah. it's not it people a and lot of people aren't looking at the value of them it's just because you like the art you like the way it looks and you want to have that yeah. and that's what that is what drives value is that a lot of people start to like this art and want to keep it right he has it yeah and that's that's really cool so open offer X-Men 100 and 101, my cousin Ted, yeah. I'll give you 200 bucks. Right now, cash right money. Now for both of them. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal for yeah. ungraded and, you know, I don't right. know what they're going to grade out at. There you go. Plus there's cost in that. Like it's going to cost. To get them graded. 50, yeah. 100 bucks to get them graded each. And then six months, it takes, sometimes it can take six months. Does it really? Depending on the backlog yeah. of stuff. And, you know, well, whatever. I just want those books. But anyway, well, I thought really that was cool. really cool. And I told him all about the comic book we're writing, and, the, and he's going to hopefully listen to the podcast. Yeah. And um, I said, hey, are you still drawing? He goes, yeah, I draw all the time. I got, that's like, he does, he draws. Yeah. And I'm like, well, when we get this book, we'll have you draw something. I mean, I'm not, like, not the sequentials. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. He does more like, like a um, cover art. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, or like an, um, a single drawing, you know, I don't yeah. know what you call that or portrait or whatever. Yep. And I'm like, you know, there's going to be pages on the inside where we can do concept art or sure. stuff like that. I'm like, it would be cool to have him draw a page and put it somewhere in that comic. Yeah, we could do that easily, you know, or we could have him draw that Ikea story we got. Copyright <laughs> yeah. Chris and Jerry. Yeah. I was just talking about that story the other day. I really want to finish that. I love that. that story, man. So do I. I think about it all the time. We'll talk about that story. Um, what that comic idea next time because it's going to be one that we're going to work on after Jetpack Samurai. Well, after we finish Jetpack Samurai, yes, we're going to write more Jetpack Samurai. We absolutely are, and maybe more Fourth Reich. So we'll see. We got we got a lot on our plate. <laughs> we got a lot, but we're professional writers now, Chris. Yeah. So that's what we do. All right, way over two hours again. Now I got to edit for like hours. Yes, you do for the YouTube audience. You're welcome. This is what we do for you guys. This is all what we do for you because it's fun and we love it. For Snarf Talk this week, number 20, this is Chris. I'm Jerry. See you. Bye.